from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. Chain Smokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carter. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My, my boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! You just won a thousand dollars. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, small but specific things that brighten your day. Like you. Ah, boo. Small and specific. Oh, hey, man. Come on now. That's not what I... That I brighten your day. Um, for example, that first sip of coffee in the morning. That's more medicinal. Okay. For me, getting all green lights as I make my way from the house to the highway. That has happened to me about once in the last year. Really? Getting all green lights. And it's the best, isn't it? Up the road to the radio station at one time in this, in in, in an entire year. Yeah, it's very rare. Very rare. Uh, In my neighborhood, I have to get through nine traffic lights before I get to the highway. Oof, that's a lot. That's a long run. And it's happened since I've been in this house that we've lived in like a year and a half now. It's happened twice. Really? Where I got all green lights. Can I tell you what the most satisfying thing for me is? Tell me. And I think that it should be consistently altered and, and permanently and every auto manufacturer should be on board. I get such incredible satisfaction followed by such rage when I'm at what? When I'm at a stoplight Uh and I'm turning left and the guy in front of me is turning left, that moment when the clicking sound inside my car matches up perfectly with the blinking light on the back of their car, (laughs) I find an unbelievable moment of calmness when that happens. Really? Followed by absolute rage when they slowly start to go out of sync with each other. I think that all car manufacturers, it should be timed specifically and the clicking should match the lights because I don't think that the clicking matches the speed of the lights. I think that should be a universal metronome where all lights on turn signals and the clicking sound in the car all operate at the same beats per minute. Therefore, I'll have that moment of satisfaction many times throughout the day, followed by no rage. You should send an email. (laughs) So BuzzFeed put this out. Uh, People share small but specific things that brighten their days. For example, somebody wrote and said, my husband makes it a habit to send me at least one cute animal picture a day. Perfect. It's been years and I don't think he's ever doubled up. Even if I've seen it before from some other source, I get another two or three to make up for seeing that one already. It's often frog related. So things like that. (laughs) Frogs. Um, So Damon Mori decided to make some cold calls to help brighten people's days. Love it. Some of those people include uh, his husband, Damon Matthew. Hello? Hi. Why are you calling me from the other room? Like I can literally hear you. Like I'm, I'm hearing two of you. Because I'm calling to brighten your day. You want to brighten my day? Do laundry, put the dishes away. I don't know. But that Go has, walk, Andy. How would that brighten your day? <laughs> I'm tired. There's lots to do. Laundry. Come out and do laundry. That'll brighten my day. <laughs> you are the sunshine, my only sunshine. This is a joke, right? Like, this is what you do to me. This is, you know. <laughs> I want to put a smile on your face. And I want to put a foot up your ass. <laughs> Hello? Hey, how are you? Oh, good. Awesome. I'm here to, I'm calling to brighten your day. 
brighten my day? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm calling to brighten your day. Why? <laughs> what do you mean you call to brighten my day? <laughs> well, does your day need brightening? I'm here to brighten no, it. No. Uh, what did the light bulb say to the switch? Uh, the light bulb said. <laughs> Hello. And best of the day to you. Who is this? It's uh, Damamori from the Roz and Mocha Show, and it sounds like your day needs to be brightened, and I'm here to brighten your day. Roz and what? The, the Roz and Mocha Show. So I'm going to brighten your day. Uh, good luck. Okay. You are my sunshine, my very uh, own sunshine, when the stars are out. My... Very bright. Oh, clearly you know all the lyrics. That's great. Oh, wow. Can, can I go now? Damn it. <laughs> Hello. Hi, how are you, Frank Sherman, Dad? <laughs> Pretty formal there. Uh, what's going on? Uh, going on in my mind, you're busy right now. Yeah, no, I wanted to call and brighten your day. Uh, I have, like, phones coming to my yin-yang here. I have, like, okay. a phone on, <laughs> like, phones everywhere all over me so then, here so then let me brighten your day and i thought the best way to brighten your day is for me to hear some amazing stories about me when i was a child and that's going to brighten my day well one would day assume, are we brightening up again well i thought that if you talked about me as a child it would put a smile on your face yeah that ought to bring my day <laughs> i hope you sleep better when i when i talk about you and it's not going to make my day or my night any different. Okay, we'll try it. Uh, tell me a little story about me as a as a baby, and let's see if it makes you uh, happy. Maury, Maury. Yes. <laughs> you're, you're not listening, man. Uh, <laughs> I am going absolutely bananas here. I have phones, computers, Teams, Zoom, everything all happening here all at once. I really, really don't have time for this. Goodbye. But, but, Gotta go. But, <laughs> I got phones coming out of my <laughs> Oh. Yes, Queen. How are you? What? I'm calling to brighten your you? day. This is you, Roz. <laughs> okay. All right. Does your day need brightening? No. Because I'm prepared to brighten your day. With what? Here we go. Uh. Uh. His <laughs> name is Roz. Uh. R is ravishing. O is attractive. Z is zesty. Roz. Roz. <laughs> Sorry, do that again. R is for... Oh, ravishing. O is what? Attractive. Okay. Are, do you have your phone near you or a computer? Yeah. Okay. Do me a favor. Mm-hmm. Google attractive. Okay. Attractive. Attractive. Um, uh? Nothing's coming up. Okay. Now try attractive with an A. Oh, did you mean attractive? Oh, Pleasant or appealing to the sense. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so now what? Okay, now I'd use the other O word I had. Which was? Okay, here we go. Mm. <laughs> mm. R is ravishing. O is opulent. Z is zesty. Roz. Opulent. What, do I have to Google that too? <laughs> do you know what opulent means? No. <laughs> 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 Day brightened it. <laughs> brightened it. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Roz, I want to show you something on my phone. Okay. It's a video. And you can describe. No. <laughs> nothing bad. Oh. And you could describe uh, what you were seeing in this video. Okay. Hold on. 
Okay. I'm looking at... Oh, it's a pool. It's a beautiful pool. Who's that? She's hot. Is that you? Oh, my God. Are you swimming? Two different strokes. Look at you. Don't mind the COVID belly, by the way. Oh, whoa. The that's, a under, that's an underwater camera, too. You went all the way down to the bottom and then just came up. Look at you diving in. Goggles and everything, huh? Backstroke, you're floating. When did you learn how to swim? Guess who learned how to swim? When did you learn? It took me eight classes. Really? Yeah. Did they come to your house or did you have to go to somewhere else? Yeah, no, the person came to my house. Oh my and me God. How, how does it feel? Dude. I'm so I proud of you. I feel like a brand new person. I went my entire life not knowing how to swim. Right. And not having any motivation or any care in the world whatsoever. Right. To swim. Now, when you don't do something that you learn when you're a kid, like riding a bike, when you try and do that stuff as an adult, it's terrifying. It is. It's terrifying. So what? how did you get over the initial fear? Because there's things that people who can't swim are generally terrified of going down to the bottom, putting your head under the water, being alone yeah. in the middle of the pool, all that stuff. How did you get over that? So my whole thing about swimming, my biggest fear when it comes to swimming was a traumatic experience I had as a kid where I almost drowned. Okay. So every single time I'm in water, I always automatically think of that. And then I just get nervous and right. I just don't want to swim whatsoever. Get yeah. me out of the pool, get yeah. me out of the water. Yeah. And uh, the instructor that I had, she was great. She like helped keep my nerves at ease and help calm me and just like kept telling me like you're not going to drown yeah. you just fill your lungs up with oxygen and you're going to float yeah. and I think it was by my third class I was swimming without assistance from the shallow end to the deep end Wow! and I was I don't know no panic no nothing no huh? panic whatsoever like a couple of times I panicked yeah. when she was like you know try doing a breaststroke or try doing like a front stroke or like especially when she asked me to, to jump into the deep end I was like that uh, I had to build get up get out of my house yeah I had to build up some yeah. some uh, some courage for that but once I did it I don't know just something in my head just clicked that's incredible on class one did they do like what they do with kids where they hold you and you just sort of splash for a while no she didn't hold me but here's the thing during the because Cruz our son he yeah. was doing his swimming lessons as well same teacher so we were same teacher That's so awesome. I would go first for like <laughs> 40 <laughs> minutes and then yeah. he would go right after and I would just stay in the pool and like watch him and our whole thing in our, our house Jenna kept uh, encouraging me being like hey listen when Cruz gets older and we're in this house and he says dad jump in the pool with me yeah. like what are you going to do just sit there and say no or if we you know finally get to a point where we travel as a family yeah. and go to the beach or whatever and he's like dad come swim with me what are you going to do just sit on the beach and be like no because you can't yeah. so that was like my biggest motivation I'm so thankful that my wife um, took care like she basically booked everything wow. and was like you're wow. doing Cruz's doing this and you were doing this as well. Was she sitting off to the side with, with a margarita in hand? She was sitting off to the side. <laughs> Not with a margarita, but very encouraging. Really, huh? Yeah. That's I'm like incredible. A, I feel like a brand new person So are you just now. swimming all the time now? All the time. It feels great, right? Oh, it's so good. There's it's a freedom so relaxing. to it. You get your exercise in there. there. Oh, dude, it's my favorite. There is a calmness, and, and I can't believe that it took you this long in life, but I want to get your thoughts on it. The When you jump in a pool yeah. and you're the only one there, and as you hit the water, you just don't move and you float to the bottom. There's a calmness on the bottom of a pool that is like no other place in the world. What was yeah. it like the first time you did that where you sat submerged underwater at the bottom of a pool? I was like... Holy S, I'm actually doing this. Yeah. 
Like it was my first time. I was like, I can't believe I'm doing this. Yeah. And you know what? Honestly, even now, every time, like if I swim from the shallow to the deep, deep to the shallow, whatever, yeah. or I do a dive in, I still have that holy crap, I can't believe I'm doing this yeah. moment. Yeah, but you gotta be proud of yourself. That's the best. I'm I am. Proud of I really you. am. That's Thank awesome. You, buddy. That's awesome. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Yo, Dwayne, it's Roz and Mocha. How you doing? Good, buddy. How are you? Good. So, Dwayne texted us, Roz. I want to say I'm super proud of you, Dwayne, because earlier this week, I shared with everybody that over the summer, I learned how to swim. Right. As an adult. Yes. Did not know at all. Took me eight classes. I'm good now. Yep. I could cannonball. I could dive. Front stroke, back stroke. Full confidence. 100%. And Dwayne texted and said that the story he heard inspired him because he's a grown-ass man that does not know how to swim, scared of the water, and is going to go you through swimming be. lessons. Oh, you are! And he had already talked to somebody to set things up. Yeah, I did. Earlier yesterday. Good for you. What is your, what's your biggest fear of, uh, of not wanting to swim? Drowning. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, <laughs> obviously. But, but how did you go? How old, how old are you, first of all? Well, I'll be 50 next week. You'll be 50 next week. Congratulations, buddy. Um, thank you. Thank you. So, so why, what's the reason? After 50 years, how did you not even accidentally learn how to swim? Well, I tried four years ago. I signed up for a class, and I went for the class, and I realized after it was with a bunch of children. So not children, but seven, eight-year-olds, so... I kind of got children. laughed out of the class because I, <laughs> I kind of got laughed out of the class because I was uh, flopping like a, like a fish out of water. Oh, buddy! Yeah. So I never I never went back again. So now we're putting we're putting in a pool next year. So yeah. I I said it's time to learn how to swim. When I did uh, when I did young drivers in my forties, um, the in car stuff was fine, but you have to go and you have to do the classes. Yeah. And so I was the forty year old something uh, in the classroom with a bunch of sixteen year olds who are all doing the written part of getting your license. And I looked like I was there on some sort of court order, <laughs> right? Where I like did something wrong in a car yeah. and I had to go and take like brush up classes and everything else. It's a very uncomfortable thing when you're in your forties and you start living the life or doing things that 16 year olds are now sort of doing. So I, I get it. Now I will say this to, to you, Mocha. I know that you have full confidence in everything else. Yes. There's one hurdle as a swimmer, even a great swimmer that you have to work up to. Okay. And you can do the backstroke, you can tread water, you can do all this stuff. You could have full confidence in a pool. Yeah. The last hurdle for you with being a, an efficient swimmer is to go out on a lake or in the ocean and jump off the side of a boat with no life jacket. Yeah, no, I'm not doing okay. that. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's that's not the tough part, yeah? That's not in the plan. That's not in the plan. No, 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 no. Okay, cool. All right. All right, cool. Uh, no, man, at, at, 50, at 50, you do you. I, I cannot tell you. I knew people were going to be inspired by your story, Mocha. I knew it. I knew that you just even saying that you, you took that shot and you learned how to swim uh, at the age that you are. Young millennial. Young millennial. I knew that it was going to be inspiring for people. And I'm glad. And I'm so glad it was. And Dwayne, we are super proud of you. Uh, glad that you uh, made the decision and that you reached out and you're going to actually go through with this. We believe in you. And we know that you're going to be able to, uh, to swim by the end of your lessons. Thank you, guys. It uh, means a lot. You guys just calling and making the time to, you know, inspire me. You now, guys are amazing. Are you going to do Speedo or are you going to do Shorts? <laughs> 
probably shorts. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. Speedos are for when he's ready to jump off the side of a boat into maybe, the ocean. Maybe speedo in the ocean. Come on. If you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna show up if you're gonna show up like the old guy, show up like the old guy. You know what I mean? Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, you're gonna do great, Dwayne, and we're gonna check back in Thank with you, you okay, buddy? You guys are amazing. Thanks, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Somebody once told me the world is gonna wow. roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. Still love this song. Classic, man. man. Looking kind of dumb <laughs> with her finger in her They got the last laugh, though, huh? Smash mouth. Uh, not anymore. Oh. Did you hear? There's no. a reason I'm playing this. Oh, no. I think you're playing it because it's a great song. No. Did you hear this Smash Mouth news? No. What happened? Come on, man. They're playing the show. And a motorcycle festival out in like South Dakota. Sturgis? Yeah. That's like the biggest motorcycle gathering really? in the world. Oh, yes. okay. So they're playing. They're one of the bands playing. They right? had Smash Mouth play Sturgis? Yeah. Bone Thugs and Harmony were also there. I go. That's kind of cool though. <laughs> <laughs> Quiet Riot was also there. Yeah. Does Bone Thugs and Harmony just hang out there like just all year behind the stage? And then when Sturgis yeah. happens, they just like wake them up and then they go yeah. on stage and do their thing? Yeah. They're like, you got two songs, guys. Yeah. You got two like, songs. Finally. Like, what else do they do throughout the year? <laughs> Not much, right? <laughs> Just living on the stage. <laughs> so, during the Smash Mouth set, yeah. people who were there ignored social distancing guidelines, Uh-oh. including getting close to one another Come and refusing on. to wear masks. What are you doing? During the Smash Mouth set, lead singer Steve Harwell said, and I quote, nah. Now we're all here tonight, and we're being human once again. F that COVID S. Yeah. You know, you're in the moment, right? (laughs) A representative for the South Dakota Health Department said they linked at least 40 COVID-19 cases directly to that rally. Meanwhile, the North Dakota Department of Health tracked 17 additional in-state cases related to the rally and further stated that at least 103 connected cases have been spread to Minnesota, Montana, Nebraska, Washington, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Poor to Smash add, To add insult to injury. No, come on, man. Because don't, of all this. Don't hurt Smash Mouth anymore. Smash Mouth <laughs> has been getting hate mail yeah. that was disguised as fan mail. No! Like with Where, like stickers on the envelopes and stuff? Yeah. Come on. And one, picture, and one picture that they posted on IG, yeah. it was like there's a hate mail, there's a hate letter that somebody like wrote out <laughs> yeah. and a copy of their CD that was smashed into pieces. No. Which, by the way, in this article pointed out that you can buy this particular CD mm-hmm. on a website for 33 cents. Okay, enough. It's just heartbreaking, all of it. <laughs> The whole whole weekend sounds like a huge regret (laughs) for everybody. (laughs) This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Explain this Rick Astley thing to me. So, Rick Astley, of course, everybody, most people know him, not even as a singer, but just the meme, right? Rickrolled. Remember how frustrating it was to get Rickrolled? Because um, people got really, really good at writing very clickable things. Yeah. I remember being so pissed off every time I got Rickrolled. And then I also remember there was a lot of things that I missed out on because I didn't click it. And it happened to be true, but I just thought I was going to get Rickrolled. 
I missed a lot of real cool things. Like Russian roulette. Yeah. Remember everybody thought he was black? No. That was the whole thing with Regasly. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. I never because, knew that. Because back in the day when Regasly came out, it wasn't like you could just Google Regasly. Yeah. We all heard the song way before they saw the video. And then people saw the video and they were like, he's a ginger? <laughs> <laughs> like a super what? ginger too. Yeah. Oh, such a good yeah. song. So he's making news again because I guess on his YouTube channel... Uh, for some reason, he did a cover of Post Malone, Better Now. We all know this song. I love this song. You know, it's funny. I have a new appreciation for Post Malone and his music. Like, I liked yeah. his music when it first came out. Yeah. But, like, going back and listening to stuff again, like stuff in the past, like, three years or so, it's super good. But this is Rick Astley. So, uh... There are a lot of words in this song. It's not my song. I don't really know it properly, but I love it. Um, so I'm going to give it a go. Here we go. Let's see what happens. He doesn't really know everything. No problem, man. But you probably it. think that you are better now. Better now. You only say that because I'm not around. Not around. You know I never meant to let you down. Let you down. Would it give you anything? Would it give you everything? You know I say that I am better now. Better now. You know I'm something kind of not around. Was it for you? No. But it's Rick Astley, though. Like, it's not I like somebody know. trying to sound like Post Malone. It's Rick Astley sounding like Rick Astley. It, <sighs> he's, he's still got the 80s echo on his microphone, huh? People don't use that don't much know, echo man. anymore. It sounded very amateur to me. Really? Yeah. Amateur. You probably think that you are better now, better now. You only say that because I'm not around, not around. You know I never meant to let you down, let you down. I'm not, I'm not into it. Anything we need a voice of reason in here. Shem, the better singer of all of us in okay. here. Go. You actually Shem. sing. You, you, you want to sing? No, no, oh. I don't want you to sing unless you want to. I'll always have you sing. Uh, no, okay, so you heard the Rick Astley clip. Yep. Is amateur or not? Not amateur, but it's just I. Yeah, but yeah. Mocha said amateur, though. I don't know, I'm not, I'm not into amateur. it. Amateur. It's I. Like, Rick Astley's got a good voice. Fantastic voice. We could voice. say that. Maybe the song just wasn't for him. He That's had a good voice. Right? Oh, my God. I don't hate him. I'm just saying. I'm not saying don't hate him. I'm just curious as to know why you hate him more I just, than most. I just I don't hate him more than most. <laughs> it really sounds like it. It sounds like you got a thing no, for let him. Me like, be clear. I do like, not hate Rick Astley. Like we just pulled off a band-aid or something. No. Like it really does, <laughs> just, doesn't it? It sounds no, like he I hates him a you lot. You know why? Because I'm used to like when people do covers of songs, yeah. I'm used to it sounding like amazing. And you're like, oh my God, that sounds so good. Right. But then this one, it was just like, bah! Mediocre. Oh, can you sing the Rick Astley song? Do you know that song? Never gonna give you up. <laughs> never gonna let you down. Huh? It's almost a Kermit quality to yeah. it. Huh? Is, that, is that the deal? Yeah. <laughs> Bras and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Bras and Mocha got you. Hey, Nadia. It's Roz and Mocha. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you guys? Doing great. Thank you for uh, joining us all the way out from Calgary. 
Uh, Nadia, you wrote us this. Uh, Hey, Roz and Mocha, fix my life. I'm from Calgary and have a serious FML that I need advice on. The security guard in my building got my number through the system and texted me saying we should hang out. Whoa. Uh, He's been a nice guy that I would occasionally chat with every morning, but now I'm freaking out and I feel unsafe that he's taken my number in that way. I don't want to get him fired, but I don't know what to do. This isn't the first time he's texted. What should I do? So are you talking about the building that you live in or a building that you work in? Yes, exactly. The building that I live in. So this is an occasion, like, guy that I would see, like, a security guy. And then, um, like, you know, having just regular morning greetings and whatnot. But then he took my number through the system, kind of invaded my privacy in a way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, when you say, I need to, you, you said something in there that we have to figure out the level of before we go on to giving you any okay. advice that may be the wrong advice, which is when you say mm-hmm. you feel, when you say you feel unsafe, what do you mean when you feel unsafe? You feel unsafe oh, that he was able to get your number or you feel unsafe because you actually fear him? No, the thing is like, I feel unsafe because so he kind of, I feel like he knows too much information about me. Like I bet he knows where I live like now, like your number and everything yeah. like that. So mm. Does he have access to get into my unit, do something? I don't know. Uh, that's the kind of fear that I kind of have. Does that make sense? Are yeah. you, how many times is he texting you a day? Uh, so, no, he, so he only texted like one time in May, and then I thought he would take the hint if I just ignore his text. Yeah. And then, um, and then he texted like two days back, which is three months apart. What did he, what did he say in his text? Uh, he said, oh, hey, uh, if you, what are the odds of you being bored in the next hour and wanted to hang out? Mm. And did you reply? No, I didn't. How do you know? How do you know it's him? Did he say it was him? Uh, because the I didn't delete the original text. I, I kind of just kept it for uh, proof, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then that original text had his name. And, okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. you know, you know, it's him. Um, I, I think that in cases like this, the thing that you're going to want to do is say, ah, you know, it's, it's no big deal or kind of weird, but I don't want to get the guy in trouble this. Those are Mm -hmm. all the wrong things to do. Mm -hmm. Um, that is the worst decision that you can make. And I know that things are going to seem like an overreaction, but when it comes to you and your safety, I think that what you owe yourself is an overreaction. Um, mm-hmm. And that's just me. That's just my opinion. I, I think that you have to figure everything out and tell as many people as you can and make a deal of this because it is not cool in any way. And I know you said you don't want to get the guy in trouble, but that is, I think, that a problem that a lot of young women have where yeah. you don't want to speak up. You don't want to be, you know, I don't even know what the word is. I don't want to say aggressive because that's just the wrong word, but you, right. you, you, you but you don't want to be that person. And, and I think mm-hmm. that it's okay to be that person. I think you have to be that person, especially when you know you better than anybody else. And if you don't feel safe... I think you got to exercise all your options in making sure that this does not happen again. Yeah. And, if that's, Nadia, and even if that's police, yeah. then that's police. Yeah. You don't even know if you're the only person that he's done this to, that he's been able to gain access and start texting. You could be one of many. You don't know that. That's absolutely, that's true. Right. And I'm right. with Roz on this one. Like, I think keep ignoring him. Don't respond to, to anything that uh, that he texts to you. And I would go either straight to the, the company, you know, the security company for the building or go straight mm-hmm. to your, your building manager. Yeah. The, the, the question always is after, after something happens is if you were so scared, why didn't you say anything? You know, and 
Right. That, and and you would, nobody should ever ask you that question, right? First of all, right. but that is the question that you're going to get more often than not from people. And so you need to make permanent records of things and you need to tell people and you need to do it quick. That's true. I definitely agree with what you guys said. And the only thing that I'm kind of like hesitant about is him kind of being maybe retaliated of because course. Calgary is a small yeah. town and I might just tumble into him on the street. And that's the thing that kind of holding me back and, in a way. And, and this is why this is why we said maybe it doesn't just stop with the with his boss. Yeah. Maybe this is something that you go higher than that. Maybe this is something that you do involve uh, the police and you do make a formal complaint and you do put a you, you put this on the record. That's uh, I definitely agree with that. Honestly, I've been really in like in a dark spot kind of way. Like I don't know what to do about it. And of course, you're scared. People, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I don't honestly, I'm like just overthinking it and paranoia just got to my head in a way. That's not overthinking though. No, you, oh God, it, it, it's, this stuff happens so often and I don't know what the exact right thing to do is, but I can tell you doing nothing is the wrong thing, mm-hmm. right? I, yes. It's tough. It's, it's hard, especially when you say that you are, when you're, you're fearful or you think that he's going to retaliate or something like that. I, I just think that you have to explore all options and you have to tell as many people as you can and you have to get this on record with as many people that matter as soon as you can. For sure. I, yeah, I, I'll try, yeah, I'll try to do something about it and not just uh, sit in silence and do nothing about it. Best case scenario, you talk to as many people as Ross said and uh, he doesn't ever text you ever again and you never have to see him ever again. Yeah, and if if I'm wrong, if Mocha's wrong on this and this is just the absolute wrong thing to do and there's somebody who has been in this situation where you can, you know, give some insight into this, just shoot us a text at 925-555. We'll try and get a couple of them on before we do the news, but I just think that this isn't the kind of thing I, I... I know in your gut you just want to be good and you don't want to cause any trouble and you don't want to get the guy in trouble but that's not what this is about um i I think that you gotta you gotta explore all your options here and if that's the wrong advice or somebody's got a better idea shoot us a text but that's what i'm that's what i'm going with for sure thank you so much guys for the advice and this this has been really helpful i just want to say one more thing before i hang up I want to give out a shout out to my brother who really pushed me into contacting you guys to fix my life. Thank you so much. (laughs) What's your brother's name? What's your brother's name? Hussein. Okay, there you go. Much love to you, Nadia. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Bye. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. I have one of these uh, BuzzFeed trending topics that I know you're going to have an opinion on. Okay. Actually, many opinions. Okay. Here's what they put out. People reveal cooking habits that drive them crazy. Mm. Here's some of the replies. If you crowd the pan, you'll end up steaming whatever you're cooking instead of browning it. That's true, though. Your meat should never touch. What? That's the uh, that's the rule. Each other? Yeah. Like or your, like anything your, else in the pan. Like your your meat should never touch. Okay. <laughs> it's just like a little. It's a little. It's a little life rule. So if you have like two pieces of chicken or two steaks or two whatever it is that you're uh-huh. using the same pan. Okay, your meat should never touch. Right. Just For remember, anybody who just doesn't know, that. Roz is very skilled in the kitchen. Okay, just remember All right? that, yes. Uh, I lack the words to explain the torture of using a glass cutting board. Oh, Can why I tell you? anybody would. My mom has one of those. Really? And I hated it. Yeah, I still oh, hate it. I think she still has it. No, the sound and the I knife know. slips. And- it's, it, you know what? I find those glass cutting boards, yes, everything slips on them. Yeah. Right? Yes. Even if it's just like a little bit of wet. Yeah. It slips. 
I also don't like when people cover everything because they're worried of like splash or the heat or whatever it is. So no matter what it is they cook, they put a lid on it. So they basically just oh. steam everything. Can I tell you right? on my parents' place? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if it's just like a West Indian thing. Yeah. Right? My parents are Guyanese. Let's not talk about covering food. Okay. Okay. Yep. They will take saran wrap and cover yeah. the back of the stove <laughs> <laughs> where all the controls are and stuff, right? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they yeah, cover yeah, it yeah, to protect yeah. it from like splatter and right, mess. Right, and right, And every couple of months <laughs> when, you know, you get like a little hole in the plastic, they'll unwrap it and then get a new thing of saran wrap really? and wrap it again. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and the remote control. My dad still does that. Your remote control is covered in <laughs> saran wrap too? Yeah. And then, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I love you, mom and dad. But here's the thing. If the remote control, if the saran wrap around the remote control starts coming off yeah. or if it has like a little hole or whatever, right. instead of getting a new piece, my dad will either wrap like, like an elastic band around it <laughs> or he'll Get some scotch tape and Come tape on. it back on Come until on. it is literally disintegrated is, to the point where you can't use it anymore and he'll just get a new piece of ceramic. What wrap. is his fear of, of having an exposed? I don't know, but like growing up, now that I'm talking about it, growing up, like a lot of my uncles and aunts did the exact same thing. Covered in saran wrap yeah, to protect stuff it. Stuff was covered in saran wrap. That's super weird, man. <laughs> Again, uh, this is what BuzzFeed asked their readers. Okay. People reveal cooking habits that drive them crazy. You can't expect the salt shaker at the table to do the job. Nothing seasoned at the table with a salt shaker will ever even approach the flavor of something that was seasoned throughout the cooking process. True that. Not sharpening knives regularly is one of the worst things you can do to your knives. People most often cut themselves on a dull knife, not a sharp one. It's also just better for the food you end up eating. Veggies won't be so bruised and steaks won't be so overly tenderized from forcing a dull knife through it. Okay, I, I agree with half of that. There is an old wives' tale in there, and maybe old wives' tale. We shouldn't even be saying that anymore. I don't even know if that's politically correct or not. But anyway, the adage of you're going to cut yourself, it's easier to cut yourself with a dull knife than it is a sharp knife. Yeah. It's, that is a complete fallacy. Now, it's easier to work with a sharp knife. You're not going to slip around as much with a sharp knife. But the idea that it's easier to cut yourself with a dull knife rather than like a super sharp chef's knife, yeah. the times that I've cut myself in my kitchen have been with a sharp knife. The times that I've been most frustrated in my kitchen have been with a dull knife. Do you sharpen your knives after every use? Not after every use, no. No? No. Oh, okay. Uh, seasoning the pan instead of seasoning the food. Here's a quote from one person that wrote into BuzzFeed. My husband sprinkles salt, pepper, and Italian seasoning into a hot pan and then adds plain, unseasoned protein on top. He seems to think this accomplishes the same thing as seasoning the meat directly. It does not. <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> that makes no sense whatsoever. No, and burnt it sounds like you were just pepper like, doesn't taste good. Yeah, you would burn everything yeah, in there, right? Yeah, yeah. Putting noodles into water before it's boiling. Like the water is straight out of the tap and the stove's not even on yet. Read the instructions. <laughs> Boiling water takes longer than three minutes and that's why your ramen is mushy AF. <laughs> yes, that is 100% true. <laughs> that is 100% true. Okay. Oh, I know you're going to get heated on this one. Okay, go. This is the last one, by the yeah. way. When other people touch the stove, even though you are the one cooking, I had some tomato sauce going at a nice even simmer. But apparently someone else in my household thought it should be boiling like pasta water. So they jacked up the burner to high and added more time to the timer. 
Moral of the story, what? don't touch. What? Yeah, Who would do that to you? Cooking. No, you can't do that. I do it to other people. I do it to Catherine all the time. Do you really? Yeah, because she forgets things. Oh. And she'll fully admit that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, what? Water on she'll the boil? Go, no, she will go into the kitchen and she'll put bacon in a pan. Uh-huh. And then she'll go and do something. And I will get up from wherever I am and I will go and I'll cook the bacon. I'll finish cooking the bacon. I'll take the bacon and I'll put it on a paper towel. And then when the bacon is like cool enough to eat, probably a little bit too cool to eat, she'll stroll back into the kitchen and go, oh yeah, my bacon. Oh my God. Bro, <laughs> your house could have been like burned to the ground. Yeah, but it's not, not because I'm there. Like no. that's the whole thing, right? <laughs> Can I add one to this? Yeah. yeah. When you're cooking cookies in the oven or anything in the oven, stop constantly opening the oven to check on something until uh, it's done. That's a rookie done. move. Yeah, yeah, that's a rookie Move. Why does Matthew do that to you all the time? Like I'm sitting there on the floor watching the cookies cook, and he's constantly opening the oven you mean to bake. like. Stop saying cook, bake. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Even though they're called cookies, you bake them. Isn't that weird? <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Um, have you been following Drew Barrymore at all on social? No. Oh my god, because there's so many great parody accounts. What's going on with for, her? No, she just does like <laughs> she. She's doing it really, really well because she's very genuine and she's very much relatable. She reviews a lot of products, like oh, beauty okay. stuff, and then yeah. people do parodies for it. And then she reposts the parodies, which is, I also love when people do that. Yeah. But it's like, she's, she'll be like, hey guys, just want to tell you about this new product I got. It is a game changer. Not sure if you've ever heard of it, but I just got turned on to it. Vaseline. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, it's that kind of thing. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. And then everybody, everybody just loves her for it. But, uh, but years ago, and I think it was 2016, she was on Andy Cohen's show and I guess they get them drunk on that show uh-huh. or 2018 maybe. Uh, and I guess they get them drunk on that show and she was on with Timothy Oliphant and Andy Cohen was trying to get her to say who was the best and worst kisser that she's ever had on screen and you can hear Drew like she's clearly drunk uh, in this clip. Can you describe your worst kiss? You don't have to say who it was. I said chicken lips. Right. Prolactic. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna you know look what? at your I can't even remember. I like lost it. But Tim, Tim what was your best kisser. kiss? You know, my wife and I have been together now. Um, oh great! You have to bring it up right now after I tell you you're a great kisser. God, don't I sound like a lech? <laughs> So, I'm, Good answer. I'm, see, now at the time, at the time I thought that clip was actually kind of cute. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whatever, she's but, drunk. So she does another interview with, uh, she's talking to Andy Cohen again and uh, talks about that this, how much that interview affected her. Listen to this. It was on your show and I drank too much and I have never forgiven myself, oh. nor will I ever forgive myself. Really? Because whatever personal thing I do, nobody sees it, even though I'm an imperfect person and I tout that and I've had that liberty since I was a kid because yeah. it was all out there. Yeah. And it was either boo-hoo about it or say... God, it's sort of redeeming to not have to pretend to be perfect. Uh-huh. But I really want to apologize to you because <laughs> I really like, oh, I just, I will never let that happen again. Oh my God. Right. She took it really hard. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to give her a hug now. I know. It's <laughs> Vaseline. <laughs> Roz and Mocha. Um, kiss. 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 Ed Sheeran had a kid. Sorry, what? 
Ed Sheeran had a kid. I had no idea his wife was pregnant. Yeah. Yeah, he just announced it. Oh. How do you say this name? L-Y-R-A. L-Y... Lyra. Lyra? That's what I think. Yeah? Yeah. Wouldn't be Lyra. That could be. I don't know. Uh, Lyra Antarctica Seaborn Sheeran is the name. Lyra? Lyra Antarctica Seaborn Sheeran. Okay. It's too long for forms. Uh, they say we're on cloud <laughs> cloud nine over here. Can you fill out your full name, please? <laughs> I said full name. Uh, how many names? Like, Wait, does your driver's license have to have all those names? I think so. I think that like, because I know people that have had longer names or just a name that they've gone by their whole life. And then you get one piece of ID that has that, but then that piece doesn't match anything else. And it causes all this confusion. Like, you're, like it's crazy. Like your credit card doesn't have have to have no full. On, a, on a credit card you can put what you want. Mm-hmm. But my like driver's your, license does not have my middle name. Really? Huh? No. But that's fine though because I think that. But you can. But your birth certificate. But, will. but that's your. But that yeah, was your. your birth certificate but that was my, your option though, right? You just didn't fill it out that way. No, it says Maury S. Yeah. What does mine say? I'm curious. As a licensed driver, let me check my driver's license. <laughs> you could, I, on my whole life, two, I could never play this game. Two-year streak. Two-year streak. I can't see this at all. I got to get my flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> Yet he Bruh, drives. Yet he drives. I know. You know. You know what I realized today? You know when you drive, <laughs> right? You're supposed to see. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> you know when you're going. You know when you're going through a stoplight. Uh-huh. You know when it starts counting down on the side, like when yellow's about to happen, yeah. and you get the numbers on the side? Yeah, at the crosswalk. If, yeah, if it's like early morning or at nighttime, all that is is a big like yellow blob just blinking at me. Like, I can't see those numbers. <laughs> Bro, you Can you glasses. see the numbers? No. Clearly. You can't see the numbers? No. No, no, I can't see the numbers I got at all. Um, at all, I can't see the need, numbers. You need glasses, man. My that's middle, one of my, that's my one middle of my name's group. on my driver's license. Is it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Mine just, look, mine just says Maury S. Sherman. Huh. And I also has care about you as much as they care about me. It has what? An X for where it says that you're supposed to wear glasses. That's my only thing is I wish I didn't so that I had the option. Yeah, oh. but you shouldn't. You shouldn't have the ability to have the option. You have terrible eyes. I know, but I should be able to <laughs> decide. The guy can't see. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Sabina, it's Roz and Mocha. Hi. What's going on? How are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing today? Good. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Sabina texted uh, to inform us, Roz, that it is her birthday. And she also Happy says birthday. in her text that uh, she loves listening to the Roz and Mocha show. She's from Toronto, but moved to Ottawa for university a few years ago. And when she came back to Toronto in March because of the pandemic, she said the show has been more of an escape for her during this time. So thank you very much for listening, Sabina. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. So you moved back home, as in home to Toronto, but home like with your parents as well? No, I'm just staying with a few relatives. Oh, okay. At the moment. So what's happening in the fall then with school? Are you going back? Oh yeah, I'm going back. You are. And what's class going to gonna, what, what's what's class going to be like? Are you are you guys allowed in or what's the deal? It's all online <sighs> for the fall semester. We don't know what the winter is going to be happening and to be honest, I don't agree with my school's decision for what they've done with the fall semester being completely online. No, you don't you want to go in. Yeah. Well, because I have smaller size classes, I think it could work for those types. 
right. classes and then like big lectures could have been online, but I feel like my school jumped the gun way too early with their back to school plan because they all decided this in May. Yeah. Oh, so going to school in Ottawa, but you're doing it online. Are, do you have to go back to Ottawa or are you going to just stay in Toronto? Oh, I'm going back to Ottawa because I have a residence. Um, ah. offer there and I accepted that before this all happened. Now, are you allowed to stay in residence? Yes. You are? God. Oh, wow. I didn't think that they were going to allow people to do that. Are there protocols? Yeah, they do have restrictions. Yeah? Well, like what? Like, we're not allowed overnight guests from outside of campus, like, who don't live on residence and, like, on moving day, we can only have one person uh, help us move in. Oh, jeez. Damn. A lot of upset moms. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? What is oh, yeah. what's what's residence like now? Do people like do you guys is it like still a party place cuz I know when I lived on campus at Humber uh all those years ago like it was like a movie. Like yeah. oh, wow. it was just non-stop chaos. Yeah. Like non-stop chaos. What's it like now for you Sabina? Do you notice anything? Well, well only you select few of my buildings are like the party buildings and there were two instances in my first year where uh the campus police did arrive because some people were smoking weed at the time and this was before weed was legal you know what do you know do you know what would wake me up every morning what, I, what? And I, i'm not even lying so at humber when you stay at the residence there it was all single rooms and there uh-huh. were these tiny 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 little rooms right they were great though but it was all single rooms you would wake up in the morning by the sound of duct tape Duct tape? Duct tape. Every single morning, guys ripping duct tape is what woke you up. Because every morning before class, all the weed heads would duct tape all the seams on their door. <laughs> so the smell, so the smell didn't get into the hallway. <laughs> I guess that doesn't happen at your school in Ottawa, eh, Sabina? No, <laughs> that's the school. That's the school. That, that's where I lived. Where I was telling you that the guy had his own soundtrack. Where every time he walked in the room, he had like a little speaker with him, and oh, he would press play a on a cassette tape. tape. <laughs> yeah, and he would play his theme song before he walked into any room. <laughs> so you know. <laughs> well, Sabina, uh, it's good to ba- It's good to have you back. It was great talking to you. Happy birthday. Thank, Thank you, you for guys. listening to the Ross and Mocha Show. And uh, our birthday gift to you is to have you tell us, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Mocha. Oh, wow. Just like that, huh? <laughs> Smart kid. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Sabina. Happy birthday. Me too. Bye, guys. Hey. The Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. Sabina, it's Roz and Mocha. Hi. What's going on? How are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing today? Good. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Sabina texted uh, to inform us, Roz, that it is her birthday. And she also Happy says birthday. in her text that uh, she loves listening to the Roz and Mocha show. She's from Toronto, but moved to Ottawa for university a few years ago. And when she came back to Toronto in March because of the pandemic, she said the show has been more of an escape for her during this time. So thank you very much for listening, Sabina. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. So you moved back home, as in home to Toronto, but home like with your parents as well? No, I'm just staying with a few relatives. Oh, okay. At the moment. So what's happening in the fall then with school? Are you going back? Oh yeah, I'm going back. You are. And what's class to gonna what, what's what's class gonna be like? Are you are you guys allowed in or what's the deal? It's all online <sighs> for the fall semester. We don't know what the winter's gonna be happening. And to be honest, I don't agree with my school's decision for what they've done with the fall 
semester being completely online. No, you don't. You want to go in. Yeah. Well, because I have smaller size classes, I think it could work for those types right. of classes. And then like big lectures could have been online, but I feel like my school jumped the gun way too early with their back to school plans because they all decided this in May. Yeah. Uh, so going to school in Ottawa, but you're doing it online. Are, do you have to go back to Ottawa or are you going to just stay in Toronto? Oh, I'm going back to Ottawa because I have a residence. Um, ah. offer there and I accepted that before this all happened. Now, are you allowed to stay in residence? Yes. You are? God. Oh, wow. I didn't think that they were going to allow people to do that. Are there protocols? Yeah, they do have restrictions. Yeah? Well, like what? Like, we're not allowed overnight guests from outside of campus, like, who don't live on residence and, like, on moving day, we can only have one person uh, help us move in. Oh, jeez. Damn. A lot of upset moms. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? What is oh, yeah. what's what's residence like now? Do people like do you guys is it like still a party place cuz I know when I lived on campus at Humber uh all those years ago like it was like a movie. Like yeah. oh, wow. it was just non-stop chaos. Yeah. Like non-stop chaos. What's it like now for you Sabina? Do you notice anything? Well, only you select few of my buildings are like the party buildings and there were two instances in my first year where uh the campus police did arrive because some people were smoking weed at the time and this was before weed was legal you know what that sounds so tame though do you know do you know what would wake me up every morning what i'm not even lying so at humber when you stay at the residence there was all single rooms and there were these tiny 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 little rooms right they were great though but it was all single rooms you would wake up in the morning by the sound of duct tape Duct tape? Duct tape. Every Why? single morning, guys ripping duct tape is what woke you up. Because every morning before class, all the weed heads would duct tape all the seams on their door. <laughs> so the smell, so the smell didn't get into the hallway. <laughs> I guess that doesn't happen at your school in Ottawa, eh, Sabina? No. Uh, that's the school. That's, the school. Like that. That, that's where I lived, where I was telling you that the guy had his own soundtrack, where every time he walked in the room, he had like a little speaker with him, and oh, he would press play on a cassette tape. tape. <laughs> yeah. And he would play his theme song before he walked into any room. <laughs> so you know. <laughs> well, Sabina, uh, it's, good to ba- it's good to have you back. It was great talking to you. Happy birthday. Thank, Thank you, you for guys. listening to the Ross and Mocha Show. And uh, our birthday gift to you is to have you tell us, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Mocha. Oh, wow. Just like that, huh? <laughs> Smart kid. Thanks. <laughs> Love you, Sabina. Happy birthday. Me too. Bye, guys. Hey. The Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. I don't know if you guys got the storm that we got at 2 o'clock this morning that shook my whole house. Really? Where do you live? You live in Kansas or something, man. Like you always come in. and lightning. With these stories of how these storms just hit your house. Like, are you sure it's not on it? Bro, don't say that, man. Do you check your neighbor's yard for, for, uh, for rain the next morning when you leave to make sure it's not just your house? I would, man. Well, if I got the storms that you get, that you claim you get in the middle of the night. The power went out again. And it went out until... Like, I didn't leave my house until 4.30. Yeah. And I'm usually on the road at about 3. Really, yeah? The power went out. I was awake from 2 o'clock. Yeah. Right so when was the, was the power out when you were trying to get get ready this morning? Yeah. Oh, it was. So yeah. you had to get ready in the dark? Yeah. What was that like? you have a candle and stuff? Or what do you do? <laughs> Flashlight. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
Are you showered with a flashlight or did you not just take a shower this no, morning? No, I didn't take my shower this no, morning. No, you didn't take a shower. It's no. too dangerous. Uh, you can't shower have, in the dark. We have like emergency lights around the house. What do you mean? Emergency lights like around the house? It's like, um, you know. Why don't you call it a flashlight instead of emergency light? Why does it seem so fancy? No, because it's not an, uh, it's not an actual flashlight. It's oh, like a, it's it? a, like a square. Yeah. It's got like these three bulbs in them where you can do you hold it? Op- yeah. Oh. It's got a handle and then you have the option to so turn. <laughs> but you have to go and get it? But not like a traditional flashlight. Okay. Do you have huh? to go and get it from a drawer? Yeah. Oh, see? I have something taped to the wall that's battery operated just for this moment because you're taking time to go and get something from a drawer. What if there's an actual emergency? Just tap the light, it's on. What do you mean you have something taped to the wall? Like, Hang on. By- what wasting time? You mean reaching over to the nightstand that I have, <laughs> opening the drawer that's attached to the nightstand, yeah. and taking the light out? Or, or I just, I just have to hit the thing on the wall. But so Where just, is the just, thing on the wall? Oh, by the front door. So, that so you have to get up so have out to get of up. bed... Leave the bedroom. But you're going that way anyway. Walk past the kitchen. Mocha's flashlight's in his nightstand. It's in the nightstand next to the bed. I don't even have to get out of bed. Oh, I don't know. My nightstand's full of Polaroids and cologne. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ew. Please don't continue that story. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. That's it. It's September 1st. Happy Tuesday. Yeah. It's my anniversary last. It was our anniversary yesterday on the it show, was. and it was my anniversary last night with uh, with Catherine. What'd you guys do? We went to a patio. We sat on a Did patio you? last Aww. night. Cute. Yeah, it was and? really wild. Yeah, it was great. It's beautiful. It was sunny. It was hot. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I had way too much. I had way too much bread and hummus. Oh. Way. I thought you were gonna say too much to drink. No, way too much bread and hummus. Uh-huh. Oh my god, I've been I've been so down with hummus lately. Is it you say hummus or hummus? I say hummus. hummus. You say hummus. What do you say, Maury? Hummus. Hummus. Okay, cool. I don't want to get it wrong. Why? What do you say? Hummus. hummus. Oh, okay. do you know, though, but I know you, some people say hummus. Yeah, oh. But it autocorrects to humans on when you're texting somebody. Yeah, that's I don't know. True. I don't text enough about hummus. To yeah, people I, I know. Have that problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I once wrote, yeah. I was dipping bread in hummus, and it autocorrected. I was dipping. Who bread are you? In what humans? kind of boring yeah. conversations are you having during the day? <laughs> like, who hey, are you? Te- what's up? What are you doing? Dipping bread in hummus. Like I can, I I can guarantee. I don't know everybody you know, Maury, but I I can guarantee that not one single person you know is going to be happy to receive a text that says that you're dipping bread in hummus. It's like when you send me pictures of your awful lunches that you make. I have um, no interest in seeing yeah. that. Zero. Well, yeah, I thought you find yesterday's funny. No, which was what? A, a bucket of prunes. Oh, I didn't even look at it. A I bucket didn't of look what? At it. Prunes. I didn't even look at it. Oh, gross. No, no, I don't. But no, we had a lovely dinner last night. It was great. And then I had a burger and I had fries. Yeah. And then I got extra bread for the hummus because the the, the ratio to bread to hummus was just way off. I know. You always had it. Just give me a spoon. Because oh, you're allowed to double dip. No, even still, there just wasn't enough bread. So yeah. then I got to order extra bread, and then I can't not eat all the bread. So Roxanne and I are like plowing through the bread. That's while, a lot of carbs, well, man. Well, she, bread plus your the bruh, bread for your burger, bruh. plus all your fries, bro. Okay, and then Roxy was I was waiting for a burger, and Roxy was waiting on the fried chicken. Uh-huh. Right, and then we both filled up on bread. We were both sitting there with our pot bellies, just like touching the table. <laughs> Did you undo your top button? My my top button is uh, um, undone most of the times in life anyway. <laughs> what about now? Is it undone now? No, 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 no. Because uh, no, normally, because you, you got to keep it professional. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. No, it's usually undone in case you got to spring into action. Now, now, how you interpret action that is completely up to you. <laughs> 
Bras and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Bras and Mocha got you. Hey, Brandon, how you doing, man? It's Roz and Mocha. Hey, Mocha, what's going on? Good, buddy. Uh, so, Brandon, you wrote us this. So, I'm an automotive mechanic and have a tool guy that stops by once a week. We get along great and spend a good amount of time just talking while on his truck. The odd time he mentions his daughter. And a couple of weeks ago, I was helping him with his Facebook page for his business and a picture of his daughter came up on his fa- on his personal page. He says, hey, this is my daughter. And pauses for what seemed like 20 seconds. Uh, he then said that it wasn't the greatest picture and was wondering what she was thinking. My question is, with that pause, was he really trying to figure out what his daughter was doing or was he waiting for me to say something about it and was trying to set me up with her? Oh, wow. Oh, my God. I don't want things to get awkward as we do have a good relationship. What the hell? I thought you were going to say that this guy was, like, married with a daughter, but you thought that he wanted to hook up with you. <laughs> That's right. That's where I thought this story was going. Okay, so wait. So you, you were, you're a mechanic. A guy comes in the shop. You're helping the guy. He mentions that he has a daughter, and then you're helping him with the Facebook page. The picture of the daughter pops up, and he's like, oh, man, I don't know what she'd think of that picture. And then he pauses, maybe waiting for you to say, oh, I think that picture she looks great in that picture. And and then he would say, oh, she's single. Like you were you were thinking like that might be the play? Yeah, you got it right there. Well, but that didn't happen though. No, so, I yeah. just kinda All right, so go about your business. Get back and fix the cars. Yeah, go fix more cars, man. <laughs> so not so basically these are these are my favorite FMLs when somebody calls in and goes, Nothing happened, but and then they create the story. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, help me, help me out with this thing that didn't happen. <laughs> like, nothing happened, bro. Like, I could understand if the FML was like, you had a guy come in who you really get along with, and you guys are pals, and you like hanging out, but he's also, but, he, but he's also trying to hook you up with his daughter. That would be something, because then we could talk about, well, do you want to risk the friendship? Because if it goes wrong with the daughter, you may not be able to hang out with this dude anymore. But nothing happened, man. I think it was just my fault that nothing happened, though. Oh, here we go. Wait, why? Did you see the picture of this guy's daughter and think that she was kind of cute or like you'd be into her yeah okay oh so you want something to happen yeah oh so you're wondering (laughs) if that opportunity was missed on your part yeah oh this is a different question now okay then so you're now asking (laughs) you're now asking because you didn't bring it up at the time even though you really wanted to if it's cool at this point to go back to this guy and say hey can i date your daughter yeah right yeah that's tough man because what if he says um why you're weird don't know I showed you a picture of my daughter and what now you want to date her? I was just like showing you a picture of my family, man. What, and now you're cruising my kid? You weirdo, you creep? Like what happens if that happens? I don't know. But we do. <laughs> <laughs> we do get along, right? So uh, that's why I don't wanna Yeah. Have you met the daughter before? No, you haven't, huh? No. Is she no, around is she around is she around your age? Yeah. What's she look like? She cute? Uh she's about an eight. <laughs> wow, bro. Oh, damn, Brandon. Okay. Come on, bro. Come on. <laughs> it was a yes or no, right? <laughs> I don't know, man. Do you, do you value your friendship with this guy? Yeah. You really think that he left the door open for you to ask his daughter out on a date? Probably. Yeah, okay, well then go for it. Who cares? What's Wait, the worst yeah. that can happen? Brandon, What's the worst that after can after you saw that picture, did you like when he wasn't around, obviously, go and like creep her Facebook and like Instagram and, and Twitter and all that? It, no. Okay, oh, okay, well, hold on a second here before I say ask her out. Do you know anything about this girl? Like, he showed you a picture, but do you know if she is, like, engaged? Maybe she's married? Nah, she's 
No. He, she seems single. She he seems hasn't said single. One Is that because she's an eight? She's <laughs> 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 such a, what a jackass. What a jackass. Uh, no, I, I don't think that. I think it's weird because you have to understand this, okay? You will be a complete stranger if you just hit her up on Facebook. And yeah. that in itself is like, you just don't do that. Women don't want that. Guy. Nobody, like, it's 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 creepier. It's not going to happen, especially if you like, hey, I'm a friend of your dad's, okay? If this is going to be instigated at all, you have to have a conversation with the dad. And then maybe the dad is like, hey, I know this like really great guy. Are you okay if I, you know, if I pass his number off to you? And then maybe you can text him. That's all on the dad. But to have a guy that you know just show you a picture randomly on Facebook of his daughter and then you kind of go out of your way to, to ask her out, you can't do that, man. It's too weird. Mm-hmm. It's way too weird. Well, I was going to ask him if she was single or anything. Yeah. Okay, well, go for it. Have that conversation then. Yeah? Yeah, sure, why not? I mean, if you're interested in her, you can talk to the dad about it, as you would any friend. Hey, is your friend single? Hey, is your daughter single? I mean, it may be weird because I don't know how protective of his daughter he is. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Don't mention to the dad you think she's an eight, though. Yeah, no. (laughs) <laughs> right don't do that yeah. no no no. I, I would just say if you if you are going to bring it up then I, I think that you should just be straight up you, you can't wiggle your way into this i think that if you if you are interested and you like the guy and you respect your friendship and you also respect her even though you don't know her that's probably the most important part of all of this then i think you just straight up ask all right and then, and then you leave it up to him and then you leave it up to her you don't go in, in initiating something over facebook yeah all right, buddy. All right, brother. Thanks, Brandon. Aren't you going to ask me who's my favorite? Oh, God. Okay. Brandon, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Mocha. Oh. Why is that? Because I'm... <laughs> Out of 10, what am I? Uh, you're Ted. Lies. 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 Nobody nobody says 10 right after they go, nah. <laughs> Yeah, you just hurt my feelings, bro. I'll take the win, though. Thanks, Brandon. All right. Later, dude. Bye. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Candice, welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. Hi, how's it going? Good, how are you today? I'm really good, thanks. Okay, here's what Candice wrote to us. Roz. Hey, Roz and Mocha, I listened to the podcast that was all about food. Oh. I was listening and wanted to help with the problem that Roz mentioned regarding his sore fingers when he eats pistachios. I heard this remedy a while back and have used it ever since because you had said, Roz, as... Many people have discovered Jeez. when you eat pistachios, when they're closed too tight, yep. it's like I, pretty much impossible to crack them open. I get pistachio thumbs. So what Candace said is once you have a shell that's open, you can use half of this shell to open all your other nuts that are too closed up. Oh, God. You put it horizontally in the crack in the shell and then twist it to open them up and separate. Hope that helps. <sighs> have you tried that? It, to me, it's a very it's an inconvenience. It's adding another step. Uh-huh. Then I got to have my tool, <laughs> which in is order the, to which is the shell, which is the shell in order to crack the. I don't know. Maybe I will. Maybe I will try. To me, that just seems daunting. I've like, tried to me, it before. That just seems like it's an extra step that I don't need. So it works. I don't know if you've experienced this as well, Candace. It works sometimes when you get a shell that is like airtight. It's almost impossible. Yeah, you, know so, you can buy yeah. shellless. Just nuts. One, 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 so, what's explain the technique then? Explain your sort of process. No, you're right. It's basically you need a tool to help open the ones that are pretty well sealed shut, almost. Right. Um, I did a few test runs, and uh, for the most part, it works. But sometimes, if you like go too hard, it can like slide all the way through and then crack the nut that's inside. So it can get a little messy, but. 
for the ones that are pretty airtight, like it's the best way to get it open without destroying it and your best option to get the actual pistachio out of the shell. <laughs> I know, and Maury just brought up the fact that you can buy nuts with pistachios outside of the shell, but uh-huh. to me, they, those taste different. Oh, really? Yeah, to or me. Or does it just like take the fun out of cracking open a pistachio? No, they taste different to me. It's like when I have a can of club soda. Yeah. Or if I have a glass of club soda out of a plastic two liter bottle. To me, it tastes like two completely different oh, drinks. Oh, really? Completely different drinks. Oh, wow. I will only drink it out of a can. Really? Yeah. Interesting. The same thing with pistachios. Pistachios from the nut taste completely different to me than pistachios that you buy in the bag with no nut. Really? Yeah. I've never tasted Sorry, with the no, difference. With no shell. I'm not just buying a bag of shells. <laughs> mm, them shells <laughs> that would be good. so disappointing. <laughs> Imagine. Oh, God. You go through all of them? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Candace. You're welcome. Thanks, guys. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Have you watched the, um, have you watched the Vow yet? The Vow? On, on HBO? No. What is this? So it's a documentary about Nexium. And Nexium was this organization started by this guy named Keith Renner, who they had said had one of the world's highest IQs, and he was a savant pianist, and he was one of the like when it comes to psychology and psychotherapy and everything else, he was a genius, yeah. and he sort of mapped out ways to live and self improvement and they were curing people of Tourette syndrome and all of this stuff down there. Oh, wow. And then, it, and then they had celebrity followers, people that would go, and it was this kind of like organization where you worked really hard and then they gave you like a sash to wear around your neck. Really? And then it was like a sash with a stripe and then you would work your way up. It was like Scientology in a way. You would work your way up through this, through this organization. Illuminati. Right, yes. Um, and then it turns out, like, the guy's now, I think he's either in jail or not in jail for fraud. And and uh, um, and then there was the, the darker side to it was the human trafficking aspect of it. So, it's all a TV show? So, so Allison, no, it's real. This really happened. So Allison Mack was one of the actors on Smallville. And she was accused. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Chloe. blonde, she yeah, Chloe. yeah. So I love she, that show so much. She was accused of organizing this this sort of sect within this um, cult to recruit other women to join, and the way that they did it to basically become slaves for this guy, oh, wow. and and he would like brand them and stuff, right? Oh. And the cool. way that they recruited these women was they all wanted his adoration so bad that in mm-hmm. order to join this exclusive club with the women, you had to give them collateral. You had to give her collateral. And what that collateral was, was something that was a deep, dark secret that if if it were to ever get out, it would be career ending and would get you kicked out of Nexium. So all these people gave whatever these secrets were as collateral, and then they all sort of joined this group, and then everything wound up blowing up. But I'm watching episode one, right? I didn't know it was episode one. So I thought it was just a documentary mm-hmm. on Nexium, on this cult. And Catherine and I sit down and we watch it, and we're like 45 minutes into it, and Episode one paints a really, really great picture of Nexium. Oh, okay. Like a big sales pitch video that like, you're watching. Yeah. Like I'm <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, like, this is kind of awesome. Yeah. Like this place, like I know it's kind of goofy with the sashes and stuff, but it's kind of awesome. And they don't really get into any of the bad stuff in episode one. Episode one ends with one of the members saying, I think something's wrong. <laughs> and then and then credits roll. So my fear is, and I have oh, to tell no. people right now. If you're going to watch The Vow on HBO, okay, 
And if you watch episode one and then kind of get bored and don't go on to episode two, you have to know that it goes horribly wrong. Okay. Because if you only watch episode one... It's like an infomercial for this great thing. Long weekend is coming up and you may be sitting there Googling, how do I join Nexium? Okay? <laughs> watch episode two. Do not give up after episode one. Please. Don't give them your information. No. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. How many times do you wear a pair of underwear before you wash them? I mean, like, I try to say once. I once and once only. But accidents happen, you know? Like, I'm not going to sit here and... Claim to be a one-time user? (laughs) I do my best. I think that everybody should just do their best for once. A new survey. That's the minimum. uh, Ask people that same question. And 31% of men and 10% of women wear the same underwear two times or more before they wash. Yeah. 3% 3%, okay. 3% turn their underwear inside out before they wear them the second time. Now, Gross. Are we talking like you've you, like you've, you've, you've gone out on the bike? Yes. You know, all that stuff? Or are, we, or are we talking the, about you wake up and it's one of those days where literally you have underwear and jogging pants on and you just sit on the couch all day? Doesn't matter. Same thing in you my opinion. Think it matters, huh? No. Really? Interesting. 26% of women wear a bra at least five times before they wash it. Yeah, I get that. And 6% wear it at least 10 times. Sure. And 31% of people wear their gym clothes at least three times before they wash them. Oh, it's bad luck to wash gym clothes. No, nasty. You lose all your gains. St- no. <laughs> That's gross. No. Wash your clothes, people. And wash your underwear. Damn it, Maury made some cold calls. Just randoms right across the country to ask how long uh, they wear their underwear before changing. Hello. Hey, how are you? Good. The underwear that you're wearing right now, how many days have you already worn said underwear? I'm not wearing underwear. <laughs> what? <It's> summertime. <laughs> no, but Commando, man. Summertime. I have no more questions. <laughs> Hello. Hi, how are you? Oh, no, no. Good. The unmentionables that you're wearing, do you wear them more than once or do you wear them only once? (laughs) Hey. The underwear that you're wearing right now, how many days in a row have you worn it? Uh, Just one. Do you ever go a few days with the same undies? No, never. Why don't racehorses wear underwear? (laughs) So weird. No idea. Because it rides up on them. Yeah, sorry. I'm just at work right now, so yeah. oh, okay. moving around. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Thank man. you. Yeah, liar. <laughs> Hello. I need to ask you about your underwear. No, I don't think I'm going to do this. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Hello. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. It's Maury from the Roz and Mocha Show. Can I ask you a question about your underwear? Sure. Nice. Okay, how many <laughs> times will you wear your underwear before you change it? Once. Ever more than once? No. Would you like me to sing you a song about underwear? Sure. My underwear is over there. Perf. Hello? Sir, I have a fun question for you. Are you up to having fun? No, I'm not. I just want to say I'm not. Why don't you want to have fun? Why do I want to have fun then? No, but fun's a good thing. Like, why, why can't we have a good laugh? Why can't I do what I want to do? But I wanted to talk to you quickly about your underwear. I don't wear underwear. Why don't you wear underwear? I got my reason for not to. You don't own, do you own any underwear? 
I know, but yeah, you, I own some. I don't wear enough. So why own them if you don't wear them? I don't have time to keep them on. I stay busy. Oh, oh you're too busy to wear underwear. Yeah, for, for what they're made for, yeah. Do you want to sing a song about underwear? No, I don't want to sing no song about underwear. I'm just telling you what I do and don't do. I know, but let's, we could sing a song together about underwear, and it'll be fabulous. We could do a lot of things. But <laughs> <laughs> good, good Google Luba. Wow. Hello? I have a quick question for you about your underwear. Okay. <laughs> And I need you to be honest with me because I feel like people aren't being a little honest with me. Will you wear your underwear the same pair more than once? Uh, the wife wouldn't like that. But it's just me and you. Hmm? <laughs> so weird. Uh, maybe, yeah. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Uh, like how many days will you go? What's the longest you've the gone? Most, probably two. Probably two, two the most. Like two full days? Like seven, eight hours? Uh, yeah, okay. All right. Now, doesn't it feel nice to be honest? <laughs> what do you call a collection of old underwear? I don't know. A brief history. Ooh. All right, all right. Clever. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thank you. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Roz, we've been saying it for years, and now the world has finally caught up and recognized its true power. Which is what? The word jabroni <laughs> has been added to the list of 650 words dictionary.com has just updated to their site. You know what's interesting is that I remember specifically like about four or five years ago in one summer when I was hanging out with people, I explained to, I don't even know, five or six different people uh, what jabroni meant. They were like, what is a jabroni? And I had to tell people what a jabroni was. Yeah, you are for not knowing. Yes, thank jabroni. you. Jabroni? <laughs> jabroni is defined by dictionary.com as a, quote, stupid, foolish person or a loser. Okay, so it's now in the dictionary. Is that the deal? Yeah, other okay. words include a swole, MAGA, and nothing burger. Oh, wow. Um, so, Jabroni to me, me is long overdue. Jabroni should have been in there. I agree. First ballot. And, like, The Rock really popularized that word during his run with the WWE. But a couple of years ago, The Rock did an interview where he was talking about the word jabroni. Right. And doesn't take credit for the actual word. Okay. Gives credit to where he heard it from originally. Let me tell you something about the word jabroni. So... I was very lucky and fortunate to have coined the word jabroni publicly on TV, utilize it as part of my rock speak, and had it become part of um, pop culture. You know, the rock says this jabroni needs to go down to blah, blah, blah. You know, I'd say things like that. And it doesn't matter, jabroni. It was jabroni, jabroni, jabroni. And now the word jabroni is connected. Uh, to me, when a lot of people think, oh, jabroni, oh, yeah, yeah, it's a rock's word. No, 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 it's not my word. It's the Iron Sheik's word. Iron Sheik was the one who would use the word jabroni backstage, and it became this legendary Iron Sheik speak. It was always, it's not a jabroni. Let me tell you, jabroni, it was jabroni, jabroni, jabroni. I give the Iron Sheik all the credit in the world for the word jabroni. 
bathroom brony, especially when he told me, you don't be the brony. Give your mouth shut. So he credits uh, the Iron Sheik, yeah. who, like, years and years ago, visited the Razamoka show. And what I'm going to play for you now is Iron Sheik using the word jabroni when talking about former mayor, RIP, of Toronto, Rob Ford. Okay. What do you know? Uh, he's a big time jabroni. I mean, and uh, no any human being care about him. He can go f himself. <laughs> <laughs> using the term jabroni. Yeah, a couple other terms as well. <laughs> and if I can play for you now real quick. Yeah. A super famous, one of my most memorable uh, jabroni speeches from The Rock when he was with WWE. Finally, The Rock Undertaker, Mankind, Kane, and the Big Show. The Rock says you all four jabronis can go right down to the Tropicana Hotel. It's right up the road. You find the absolute best slot machine you can find. You can't miss it. It's got a big Brahma bull on the front, and it says the People's Slot Machine. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> And then one of you jabronis pulls the handles. And there it is. One Brahma bull, two Brahma bulls, three Brahma bulls. You jabronis hit the jackpot. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Tell all the hunters. Lay down their guns. Tell them that the tiger. Needs a little bit of love. Let them run the jungle. I think you have to remind people. Let them roam their land. Everybody knows where this I is I don't from. think they do. You're the only one that watched Tiger King, and this is what the thing you remember. Because <laughs> I saw a tiger, and I understand. I saw a tiger, tiger saw the man. Remember when you guys all thought that it was actually Joe Exotic singing and I was the only one in this room that was like, that is not him? He's got a beautiful voice. Jabronis. Whoever that is. Joe, uh, Joe Exotic too. So Carol Baskin is on Dancing with the Stars. She was announced as part of the cast uh, for that show. Let me quickly go through some of the other people on uh, Dancing with the Stars. Um, Monica Aldama from Cheer on Netflix. Carol Baskin. Caitlin Bristow, who I adore. Uh, Vernon Davis from the Denver Broncos. Anne Hesh. Uh, Sky Jackson. Justina Machado. Uh, Jeannie May from The Real, AJ McLean, who I think is coming on with us tomorrow, right? AJ McLean. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Jesse Metcalf, Nelly, Charles Oakley, Nev Schulman from Catfish on MTV, uh, Chriselle Staus from Selling Sunset, and Johnny Weir. This is a really solid cast this season. Yeah. Like a really solid cast. Uh, but this was Carol Baskin earlier this morning on Good Morning America. Well, Tiger King really glamorized animal abusers and villainized me for trying to stop animal abuse. And so I felt really betrayed by that. But what amazed me was how many people
people believe that false portrayal of me without doing anything to find out who I really am. So it, it's been a nightmare since Tiger King aired. Well, well, do you think, Carol, you can turn it around with this show and by dancing, you say you were villainized, but now people get to maybe see you in a new light. I really hope so. And the biggest thing for me is that the longer my partner and I can stay in the running and in the competition, it will keep the cat's forefront in the viewer's eye. And to me, that was where Tiger King missed the ball. It really should have been focused on the animals. And so I'm hoping Dancing with the Stars will do that. Okay, now we, and you talk about the show there, it, it highlighted kind of a, a beef you had, right? And, and we've seen how tenacious you can be uh, <laughs> against a rival. Now, should some of the other competitors be concerned that you're gonna bring that same tenacity uh, to the dance floor. I am competitive, but I'm competitive with myself. I want to do the very best that I can possibly do. Hmm. Is she upset that they they didn't fo- that they focused too much on the storyline that she may have killed her own husband and fed him to tigers? I was. I think that that's like I, that. I mean, yeah. I would, don't get me wrong. I would be upset too. Yeah, I think they were right? kind of leaning down that way. Yeah. Like, like don't don't murder your dance partner allegedly. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So, AJ, with with this season of Dancing with the Stars, is there, like, a Dancing with the Stars bubble, or are there multiple bubbles within a massive bubble? Like, what's happening? What are the kind of, like, COVID procedures these days? Um, So, there is a whole, there's a whole process. You know, everybody there from the the crew, production, uh, all of the pros, all of the celebrities, everybody... Is, is taking this very seriously. Um, every single day that I show up to rehearsal, uh, I get a temperature check. Um, I have to spit into this little vial um, that basically gets sent off right there and then. And then I get a message the following day that says that COVID is either not detected or detected. So far, it's been not detected, uh, which is nice. It's a little nerve-wracking when you have to wait for that wait for that text message and then you have to call and get a code and type in a code. Oh my God. Um, yeah, man. But you know, ma- masks are, are, you know, clearly worn everywhere except for in the dance room with just myself and my partner. Uh, there's no film. This is the Roz and Mocha show podcast. Did you watch that whole David Blaine thing yesterday? Not the whole thing, but oh. I saw the important parts. I watched the whole thing. Well, I watched, yeah? when it started, we were here doing yeah. the show. I watched bits and pieces of it when we were here. And then I got in the truck uh-huh. and driving home and I put YouTube on and cranked up the volume and yeah. listened to it my whole way home. I had to stop at the grocery store on my way home. So I put my phone in my pocket and my ear pods in yeah. and listened to it while I was grocery shopping. And then I raced home and Roxy was watching it on the couch. And then I just, no, and then I, I waited until thing. everything was over. And then I went back and skimmed through up until really? he got strapped in and started going up in the air. I was obsessed. I was obsessed I with it. I thought it was cool, man. I, 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 you don't realize that this was exactly what the world needed to do on a Wednesday morning during everything that's going on right now. Just, straight, just watch straight up nonsense. It was No, to me, it wasn't nonsense. That's the thing. To me, it was important because I you think- that it was important? I do, I okay. do, because I think that every now and then, what David Blaine does, and I, I know that there's so much of what he does that we don't know how he does it or sure. what the tricks are or what the actual circumstances are. They, they, you know, they, they manufacture danger, although this looked really dangerous on its own. 
But I think that what he does is he has really built a market aside from the magic that he used to do, which is now what he displays is human potential, mm-hmm. right? And even the whole run during the special yesterday where he was teaching people how to hold their breath for five minutes and he was doing that in like 30 seconds yeah and people were able to hold their breath for like four and a half minutes right like what he does is he displays human potential and i think that that is what makes something as ridiculous as flying into the air with helium balloons and then parachuting back down to earth um important did they say how much everything that he was holding on to weighed because you had that pole that was attached to all those balloons, but then you also had like arms coming off of those poles that had like cameras and gear and all sorts of other contraptions. Well, it was less than what he weighed. Right, he because was he was one ninety eight, yeah, one ninety eight, and then he had four sandbags on him. Uh-huh. Uh, and I love the way that they integrated his daughter into. Oh my god, dude, that was this. so cute. She was the co star of all of this, and the first conversation that I saw that they had was was this one. This is what I've been telling you about that I've dreamed of since I was your age. <laughs> yeah, like the boy in the movie that floats the. Yeah. And what I want to do is I want to grab that rig of balloons and I want to go floating all the way up into the sky until I become a little dot in the sky that you're going to see. I will see. Yeah, you're going to be able to watch me go all the way up. And where am I going to head towards? Venus. Yeah. (laughs) Not that far, of course. I hope so. But he right? got like super high. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was no. it like 25,000 feet or something? Yeah, it was. Yeah, he 25,000 feet is when he dropped. But when he went up, he didn't like, I was like, why not just wear the parachute? Like, why put yourself through all of that where you have to then put the parachute on? Yeah, you make an extra well, work for yourself. Right. While like, hanging from yeah, the- <laughs> Yes. He made like a lot of like extra, extra you work what, for, for himself. I feel like it was suggested, but he said... To the crew, no, 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 no. Yeah. Level up. I'm going to have it with me and put it on when I'm up there. Yeah, exactly. So this is uh, uh, David um, talking to his daughter again uh, mid-flight while he's in the air. And then, and then he's and then he stuck his landing, and they they went through the whole process of him and how he had to learn how to skydive. Yeah, and he did so many jumps; he was doing like like fifty jumps a day or something like that. But the guy who taught him how to skydive was like the world's greatest skydiver. And the guy's claim to fame, this guy who taught him how to skydive, was he jumped out of a plane from eighteen thousand feet with no parachute and landed in a oh. net. What with precision? Yeah, because that's he. He that's because picking your landing is so much a part of skydiving. But when you're like falling to the ground, you're picking up speed. Yes. What kind of a net did he jump into? It wasn't that big, but it was pretty high. But yeah, he jumped out of a plane with no parachute. The no guy thanks. taught him how to. No, thank no, you. Absolutely not. No, thank you. One tiny little gust of wind. Yes. Yes. Right? Or maybe you hit a bird. Yes. Now, when everybody said he farted, was he in the air or on the ground? 
in the air. Listen to this. So people started saying that he farted, but there's no way. This is something else because there's no way that when he's that high in the air with the microphones as close to his mouth that you're going to hear a fart. But like you'd open at 7,000 feet, 7,000 feet so you can make it back to the spot. You did a handle check, so you're good? No. Okay, right. I don't think that's a fart. No, no way. I, know, I can see how There's it could be no mistaken way. as a fart. But that's not. You did a handle check, oh, so you're that good? Sounds like uh, like a glitch in the in the communication. Yes. Between him and the people he was talking to, right? You did a handle check, no, so you're good. That's definitely not a fart. I have a question about the balloons. Yes. When he let go, yeah, and he started descending to Earth. Correct. Where did that pole with all those balloons go? Just up. Into the atmosphere. No, because I think that they actually had the ability to deflate the balloons from the ground. But they had like all that camera gear and yeah, yeah. everything there. Yeah. So like all that like destroyed now? It was all in the budget. So it's going to be on. <laughs> <laughs> Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is. My question is. Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hey Mary, how are you? It's Roz and Mocha. Good yourself? Good, thank you. All right, this is what your FML reads to us. Uh, you, mm-hmm. Mary, you say, my son was accepted into the number one, uh, number 48 in the world business program in Canada. He also got into other reputable universities, but he has decided to go to a second slash third tier university. We had numerous discussions, but my kid thinks that he is 18 and can make his own decisions. I feel like I'm watching him crossing a train track with a train coming at full speed. How can I help him see that going to the number one business school in Canada will widen his choices and brighten his future without damaging our close relationship? Wow. I know. So why does he want to go to the school that he wants to go to? He said it is closer to home. And if he has a bad weekend, he can always just come home and like have us by his, for his back. Gotcha. Sorry, if he has a bad weekend, he can't come home. He so can he can always come back. home. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, gotcha. And, gotcha. and so, yeah. how far is the number one school? Five hours by flight. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, here's the thing, though. He's a very independent person. Mm-hmm. He's outgoing. He is like, he has strong work ethic and determination. Mm-hmm. Like with him saying that, I'm really surprised because that is so unlike him. You have to take into consideration the environment in which your child thrives in. Obviously, he needs you. Obviously, there's a connection. Obviously, he is uncomfortable with being alone and the thought of trying to thrive on his own. I know he says, you know, I'm 18 and I'm an adult and I can make my own decisions. But I think that the decision that he's making is based on not wanting to go through the pressures of being at that school and doing it alone. Yes. But then it is only three years. Like the that's, first year is all online. That's, tough, that's still that's a long tough. time, and especially for an eighteen-year-old. Is there a chance, Mary, that let's say your son goes to a school that isn't the number one business school in Canada, and mm-hmm. he is closer to home? But him being that comfortable being close to home is going to push him to success and to succeed at those schools and be everything that he hopes to be or that you hope him to be. Well. I really can't tell about that. It mm. really depends on him. It depends on the economy. Um, who knows what is going to happen, um, like especially during this situation that we're in right now. 
Yeah, but also um, him going to a number one school doesn't guarantee that he's going to get all those things that he wants anyway. Correct. But then the thing is, it does have better connection. Uh-huh. It also opened up to more opportunities. It's a more well-known name. Yes. The people, when you mentioned the, the university, you mentioned the school that you go to, they will go, oh, right, you go to that school. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. I, I will say this. The, the idea that you want a child to succeed at the highest levels is an unreal mm-hmm. is an unrealistic expectation. Okay. Because I think that you are, as a parent, maybe a little bit narrow-sighted in all of this because I think that you are only looking for maximum success within one area of your kid's life. And I think that if you push for him to be successful in school and only school, all the other parts of his life, all the other parts of his life are going to suffer. You want him to be successful all around. You want a well-rounded, happy, driven individual. And if he is alone, sounds to me like he doesn't want to be away from you. And there's nothing wrong with that. But what is what else in his life is going to suffer to the point of where he it will not be able to excel on all the other things in his life if he moves to a place that he doesn't want to move and he's asked to excel in a program that he didn't want to take and he's asked to make friends that he didn't want to have and he's asked to live in a city that he never wanted to live in. How well do you think he's going to excel there? It would be tough. It's yeah. going to be tough. It's going to be really tough. And it's not just the schooling. It's all the other things in his life that, he, that you need to encourage him to excel in as well. Mm-hmm. You have to look at everything. Mm-hmm. You got to look at it all. And on the flip side, right. listen, if he goes to that number two, number three school and is well, closer to home, what if he does succeed and he like kills it at that school and gets the job that he wants and gets that future that he wants, right? <laughs> I will be really, really proud of him. I will be very happy for him. But then the thing is, it is not the number two and number three. It's like sure. the second or third tier. Yeah, listen, but he can do a year here and then and then, and then then still apply next year at the school. Like, let's say he does a year here and goes, ah, you know what? I actually need more, more of a challenge. He needs a reason to go there, okay? Mm-hmm. He needs a reason to leave you. He doesn't he need, need to be forced. Yes, he needs to develop a new way to be uh, motivated in an entirely new uh, atmosphere, in an entirely new place, without fear. It's too much pressure on him. Uh, okay, it's too much pressure, especially at eighteen. Like he needs his independence, and he'll get there. Don't worry, he he will get there. Okay. Okay. Okay, then. Don't be so pushy, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Just go and go and love your go and love your son and encourage him to be excellent in everything. And then you guys sit down and you write a list of all the things that he wants to accomplish in the next three years. And school is only going to be one of those things on the list. You need to sit down and figure out all of his goals, all of the, the, the dreams that he has for himself in the next three years. And you need to help him achieve all of them, not just the best school. But he's also a very stubborn child. So he would just pile food. Oh, stubborn child. Where did he ever get that from? (laughs) (laughs) Gee, I don't know. Yeah, gee, Mary, I don't know. Yeah. Fall back, Mary. (laughs) Fall back. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Have you been following along with what's going in with Hurricane Nana? It uh, made landfall. It hit uh, the coast of Belize overnight. Yeah. It's so funny the way they come up with names yeah. for tornadoes and hurca- there hurricanes. Is a, there and, is a system, though. And they go in alphabetical order, and it's got to be... Yeah, yeah, yeah. One time, it's, you know, they'll all have to be uh, female names or male names. Yeah. Or, 
But this latest one made me laugh because it's Nana. Because I just can't think about grandmothers <laughs> everywhere. So Tim Mori decided to call his Nana, who he actually calls Nana. Yes. To tell her that there's a hurricane named after her. And I got to tell you, bro, she was not pleased oh, at no. all. Hello. Hi, Nana. Did hell freeze over? I'm finally hearing from my grandson. Oh, what are you talking wow. about? I, I call you once in a while. Oh, yeah, once in a blue moon. But am I still your absolute favorite grandchild? No, Billy is. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, because he's much smarter than you. Wow. Okay, shots wow. fired. Okay, well, I have some breaking news. You're trending. What the hell does that mean? You're trending. You're popular today. You. Oh, yeah, I'm <laughs> I've never heard that before. Yeah, there's a new tropical storm, and it's called... Don't tell me, Gert. No, <laughs> that would be... I believe they've had one of those. There's a new tropical storm, and it's called Nana. Nana? That pisses me off. <laughs> why? Why would, they, why would they name a tropical storm a wild storm after all the nice, lovely Nanas in the world? Oh, Sam. Oh. What's your issue with a storm named wow. after you? It's not named after me. It's named after all the nanas in the world. Good. Nanas are loving ladies. <clears throat> I'm speaking for all the nanas out there. How, what do we do to get a name change? This is not fair. It seems like you're a little bit upset about this. That really f- ruined my day. <laughs> now I've got to go back to bed. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> well, you're like a storm this morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a now that you gave me that news. Damn, man. Okay, well, hey, listen, I just wanted to let you know, and um, I'm going to let you go, but I promise I'll call more often. Yeah, I hope so. I hope I'll see you at my house for Rosh Hashanah. Yes, absolutely. I'll call you back. We'll figure all that out. I love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> By the way, there has been two Hurricane Gertz. Oh, has there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Here we go. Here we go. Hey, Moki, you ready? Yeah. Let's do the news. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Mariah Carey has announced that she's doing an Apple Plus Christmas special. Oh. It's going to be Mariah Carey's magical Christmas special. It'll feature music, dancing, celebrity guests, and animation. There's no set date for the special yet, but I'm guessing around American Thanksgiving is when uh, you can get into that. She also talked a little bit about her uh, new memoir and went on record. If you remember back in 2008 when Mariah Carey was on the Ellen show, when everything over the summer, when Ellen being a bully and being mean and the show just being a cesspool of negativity, uh, the clip of Mariah started resurfacing and this is when the stories were that Mariah was pregnant and Ellen was asking Mariah to say that she was pregnant on the show. Mariah was reluctant. And so Ellen's funny thing to do was to try and confirm or deny the pregnancy by forcing Mariah to drink champagne, to drink alcohol. People are saying that you're pregnant. There, there's rumors. Don't discuss that. Um, all right. Well, you don't have to answer. No, that's okay. No, no honestly. You don't have I, to answer. Wait, let's just toast with champagne and decide but if... they've been uh, saying that since we... Some champagne. It's, it's just fattening. So, you can't you know. have champagne? That's not champagne because you can't. No, it have is. Is it really? Yeah, you want to you want to taste it? I can't believe you did this to me, Ellen. What? Oh. No, are you trying I'm to not just... going to ask you if you're pregnant this or not. I'm peer just going to say. You see what Ellen is doing? This is peer pressure. Let's toast to you not being pregnant. If you're not pregnant, then oh, we should. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Awkward. How about 
to the future. You can and really... for both of our futures, who knows what they hold. Okay, cheers. Yes. Cheers. <laughs> it's too early for me. Yeah. I only that drink it different now. after yeah. 3 p.m. Yeah. Mm. You're pregnant. <laughs> you're pregnant. No, you're I didn't pregnant. Say that. No, no, no. My mother would be at home like... Yeah. What no. are you talking about? Well, no, we won't let you know when we're going to have No, family. you won't. So uh, Mariah says this, I was extremely uncomfortable with that moment is all I can say. And I really have had a hard time grappling with the aftermath. I wasn't ready to tell anyone because I'd had a miscarriage. Whoa. So, and then she and Nick Cannon um, afterwards uh, got pregnant with the twins, uh, Moroccan and Monroe. Uh, but it is, you should know that she goes on to say, I don't want to throw anyone that's already been thrown under any proverbial bus, but I didn't enjoy that moment. But Mariah did go back on after that five times. Yeah. So she's talking about that one isolated sort of moment because that's the thing that went viral after everybody started going gotcha. after Ellen. Uh, but yeah, so she did have a miscarriage. Michael B. Jordan has broken his silence uh, following the passing of his Black Panther co-star Chadwick Boseman. Uh, Michael wrote this. One of the last times we spoke, you said we were forever linked. And now the truth of that means more than ever. Uh, since nearly the beginning of my career, starting with all my children when I was 16 years old, you paved the way for me. You showed me how to be better, honor, purpose, and create a legacy. And whether you've known it or not, I've been watching, learning, and constantly motivated by your greatness. He goes on to say, I wish we had more time. So that is uh, from oh, Michael B. Jordan on the past. So sad, dude. Of, um, yeah, Chadwick. Uh, Harrison Ford came out and uh, gave a statement as well because they did the Jackie Robinson movie, right? Is yeah. that one the movie they did together? Yeah. They did that 42. one together. 42. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is heading to the small screen. Okay. So he's apparently signed on to do a spy drama series about a father-daughter sort of combo one-hour episode scripted series being developed by um, Skydance Television. Skydance Television are the people who also produce Jack Reacher for Amazon. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, wow. So yeah. serious about yeah. this. Yeah, so it, it looks like it could be really cool. Okay, I'm so down. I'm down with that. Uh, no other casting news was announced for that. So more of Kanye's interview with Nick Cannon uh, has just come out. And in that interview... He talks about the 2009 MTV Video Awards when he jumped on stage and interrupted Taylor Swift. So if y'all remember that, this is what it Yo, sounds Taylor, like. I, I'm really happy for you. I'm going to let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. Ooh. One of the best videos of all time. All right, we well, heard you the first time. <laughs> so this is... Uh, Kanye with Nick Cannon talking about the inspiration behind that moment. Right now, God has given me the information and he ain't gave me no other information other than this information. Right. And we have this right now. So that means he wants me to say this now. If God didn't want me to run on stage and say Beyonce had the best video, he would have <laughs> sat me in the front row. <laughs> I would have been sitting in the back. <laughs> they wouldn't have made it the first award. And wouldn't have made it so ridiculous of an idea because I had never heard of this person before. Now. And I, this single ladies is like one of the greatest videos of all time. So you spoke your mind. You spoke and your I, truth. I spoke, and I... I was only drinking Hennessy. I was about to say because, you had a bottle of Hennessy because yet. I didn't want to go to the ward <laughs> show because it was a setup. Okay, so God 
Yeah. God and Hennessy, right? I understand the Hennessy part. I had some Henny last but- night. It's delicious. <laughs> Very calming. God told me if God didn't want me to run up and interrupt Taylor Swift, he would have sat me in the back. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, today is also the 15-year anniversary of uh, one of the greatest Kanye clips of all time. This was actually the clip that introduced Kanye to a much wider mainstream audience. A lot of people, this was the first time they'd ever seen or heard of Kanye, which is during the concert for Hurricane uh, Relief when Katrina hit uh, the U.S. And Kanye was standing there right beside uh, Mike Myers and said this. I mean, this is, Red Cross is doing everything they can. We we already realize a lot of the people that could help are at war right now fighting another way and they, they they've given them permission to go down and shoot us and subtle but in even many ways more profoundly devastating is the lasting damage to the survivors will to rebuild and remain in the area the destruction of the spirit of the people of southern louisiana and mississippi may end up being the most tragic loss of all george bush doesn't care about black people <laughs> Please call. <laughs> Poor Mike Myers. Mike Myers like, bro, I'm just here to read the teleprompter. I know, I know. They asked me to do this. I don't even know who you are. I know. What are you going to do? Follow uh, the script. Uh, Amazon drivers in the States are hanging their cell phones from trees. For what? For work. Huh? So... It's so wild. So this was a story out of Bloomberg, and they're reporting that some Amazon delivery drivers, these are contract delivery drivers, yeah, uh, are now putting their cell phones in trees so that they can be chosen for a delivery over other drivers. The drivers are manipulating the Amazon delivery app Flex by putting phones in trees near delivery stations. By syncing their tree phone to their regular phone, uh-huh. they can get a delivery order faster than drivers who are even a block away. Sometimes drivers use multiple tree phones so that it goes to two of their phones. Okay, he looked confused. Is it like when my parents have a bad signal on their phone, they hold it up in the air to get a a clearer signal? Yeah, so they're gaming the system and Amazon is finding it really hard to figure out how to work around this. So according to the experts, uh, with people with direct knowledge of Amazon's operations, This is to take advantage of the handset's proximity to the station combined with software that constantly monitors Amazon's dispatch network to get a split second jump on competing drivers. So So from holding your phone here to holding your phone up here? Yes. So where they are located, the proximity of phone to dispatch, the closer your phone could mean a split second jump on other drivers being contacted, even if those drivers are like a block away, just sort of cruising around the neighborhood. Because they think that that's what people do is that around these buildings, they just like keep circling, 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 uh, like limo drivers at the airport, just sitting there waiting until they get called. But now people are hanging phones in trees right outside (laughs) the building so they can get that jump. And then they have multiples in there. So if it's a two package deal, one driver may actually get called for both. You know, I honestly thought that the way Amazon worked and the way the deliveries work is that a driver will get their schedule for the day and you have like a certain neighborhood or a certain area, right? Right, yeah. That you are only delivering to that area. So you do a bunch of deliveries, maybe you go back to the warehouse, you pick up more stuff and you go back to that area, do more deliveries. No, the... 
the delivery system is far more low tech than what you think it is, mm. but the dispatching system is far more high tech, I think, like than Uber. what uh, than what you think it is. What's that? It's like Uber. Yeah, it's like it's yeah, it's exactly. It's oh, like okay. it's like Uber. But imagine if the Uber building, if the closer you were to that Uber building, the faster that you would get. And the higher your phone is in a tree. And the higher your phone is in a tree. But you see these pictures and there's literally, it looks like Christmas ornaments. Really? Yeah, they're just, they're all hanging off these trees. Come on, man. It's wild to me. Anyway, so that's what's going on with Amazon drivers. Uh, Tyler Perry is Hollywood's newest billionaire. How much were Harry and Meghan paying to rent that guy's house? I know. Apparently enough to make him a billionaire. Jeez. A new cover story in Forbes described Perry as Hollywood's newest billionaire, reporting that he has earned a whopping $1.4 billion since 2005. And this is because of the genius behind Tyler Perry. Mm -hmm. Because Tyler Perry owns the entirety of his entire creative output, including 1,200 television episodes, 22 feature films, and at least Ooh. two dozen stage plays, as well as a 333-acre studio studio lot at his uh, in his Atlanta um, compound. And Good for him. He yeah, finessed the right? system hard. Which he used that, that studio that he built to leverage his deal with Viacom CBS for production because he's like, you pay me more, I will produce everything and your overhead is low because yeah. you don't actually have to have to use studios. So that deal alone was $150 million a year for new content that uh, also gives him a stake in, B in uh, BET. Wow, good for so, him. Yeah, so Tyler Perry is uh, Hollywood's newest billionaire. Uh, consumer behavior, they say, has completely changed now that we're all working from home. Uh, according to a new poll, a new study rather, coffee, ketchup, and Lululemon pants <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and sneakers uh -huh. are among the big winners of the corona economy, while bottled water, expensive diapers, and Burberry trench coats are the big losers. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Burberry, what you gonna do? I know, what are you gonna do? There's a lot of things people aren't buying anymore. I will say. Yeah. I have been wearing a lot more Lulus lately. Have you? Because they are the so comfortable. Yeah. Yes. Really? Yeah. There's, I, they actually have some of my favorite pants. Yeah? Yeah. I've never owned a pair of Lulus. No? No. Bro, the ABC pants, you'll love. And what's the commission ABC, What's ABC stand for? Uh, Anti-ball crusher. Oh, really? Yeah. Are you kidding me? No, I swear. No? That's really what the really? technology is. That's yeah. like Catherine asked me the other day to go get her a cereal. And I was like, what cereal do you want? And she's like, I think it's, she's like, I think it's called Holy Crap. <laughs> and I was That's like, expensive. Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean it's Holy Crap? And she's like, go get me the cereal. It's called Holy Crap. And I'm like, I'm not walking in the store. And if I can't find it, I'm not asking somebody. You're trolling me right now. Yeah. Right. But it's actually called Holy Crap cereal. There you go. I had See? no idea. Yeah. So these are called what? ABCs? The, yeah. The uh, technology is anti ball crushing. Really? Huh? Yeah. Interesting. My I've had the same Lulu lemons for 20 years yeah they still fit 20 perfect. years yeah and they still fit perfectly okay and they're perfectly. so comfortable <laughs> okay, uh -huh. Uh -huh. yeah just because they stretch doesn't mean they fit perfectly <laughs> <laughs> uh, the numbers are in for from the toronto district school board on what families, uh, what the plans are with their kids and the back-to-school uh, rollout. And here's how it breaks down. They say 70% of elementary students and 78% of secondary students will return to class. Hmm. Uh, but 60,000 other kids from kindergarten to 12 have registered for remote learning. 60,000 oh, wow. kids have registered for remote learning. What that means is that uh, 700 high school teachers will be diverted away from the classroom this fall to teach uh, remote learning classes Damn. so that's a lot of kids 60,000 everyone's Rogers internet gonna be like maxed out yeah people are scared though you know yeah and I think that also it, there's a lot of people who are 
choosing to not send their kids back because I think that they're just anticipating that schools will shut down again. I think that that's the fear that parents well, have. And then you're going to have to transition your kid again. So why not just get them used to remote learning out of the gate? Or you got a high school kid who's like, I'm not going back. Yeah. And then you got parents being like, okay, whatever. Yeah, mom, I'm worried about my health. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm sure there's a lot of that. No, but you look at what happened in uh, Quebec because they opened schools, I think I it was know. last week or two weeks ago. Yeah. And they got a bunch of cases right now. Yeah, I know. It is, uh, it is tough. It's very tough. Uh, and when it comes to COVID, this story took off yesterday. Um, Dr. Teresa Tam uh, released a statement <laughs> reminding what? everyone to practice safe sex amid COVID-19. Of course. So what they were saying was some of her tips that both you and your partner should monitor yourselves for COVID-19 symptoms before and after. Mm-hmm. Don't consume excessive amounts of alcohol. Okay. Okay. Uh, no kissing or face-to-face interaction. Okay. Uh, wearing a mask during could help avoid this. I'm just saying. Be aware if you or your partner has conditions that may put you at risk for catching COVID-19 and of course engage in all safe sex practices. Uh, she also goes on to say that the sexual that the, that sexual activity with the lowest risk of contracting COVID-19 is one in which you can do on your own. Mm, okay. That's the that's the the tips from the top doc. Noted. Noted. Uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle signed a huge deal with Netflix. Multi, multi-year deal, exclusive deal. Uh, the value of the deal is not known, but the couple will be producing shows and films from scripted content to kids shows, saying our focus will be on creating content that informs but also gives hope. They go on to say as new parents, making inspirational family programming is also important to us. Mm. Uh, although they do not have any real sort of producing experience, they do have two projects currently in development. One is an animated series uh, that celebrates women and the other is a nature documentary series. And people are going in on them now for the as new parents making inspirational family programming is important to us and I think it was Pierce Morgan who was like both of you ditched your families yeah. like, <laughs> they gotta make money somehow but like, now but like like we're gonna take advice from you and like be inspired from two people who walked away from their both both their families yeah. and it was bitter too <laughs> it wasn't like we wish you well you know yeah, it was like no, get out I you're know. not a prince no more I know that royal family's messed up though, but still. <laughs> a message from the CNE. CNE estimates that a 95% loss of projected revenue due to the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, they say without significant financial investment and relief, the long-term ep- economic viability of Canada's largest fair is uncertain beyond next year. So next year's, next year's dates, the 20, 2021 dates are August 20th to September 6th. But that is the, uh, that is the latest from the CNE. Uh, Miley Cyrus was on Joe Rogan's new podcast. Joe Rogan moved everything over to Spotify in a deal that was reported to be about $100 million. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And his, a, hey, lot of, a lot of, on Spotify. A lot of his, we get that? what's no, that? I said our podcast is on Spotify now. Yeah. We don't get that though, right? A hundred million? Yeah. No, it's, see, they, but the thing is this, is that he's taking his stuff down from everywhere else. So it's exclusively oh. on, it's exclusively on Spotify. Yo, big man tings. And his fans are pissed because a lot of the content that he had that was a little bit more controversial, a lot of the interviews that he did that do very, very well on YouTube because people love conspiracy theories and they still yeah. sit and watch Alex Jones videos. Uh, none of that stuff is on the Spotify podcast list. So there's a lot of podcasts missing when they oh, migrated the wow. show over to Spotify. And neither Joe Rogan or Spotify have commented on that. Um, but what 
what sent the fans over the edge yesterday was the fact that his first show on Spotify featured Miley Cyrus as a guest and not sort of what they're used to getting from sure. his show. So they're already doing the, man, you changed, <laughs> bro. He's like, guys, it was one show. Yeah, bro, you changed. Like, I have other guests lined up. I like Miley Cyrus. I, uh, I'm i interested in this. I don't know why people hate on her so much. Uh, Miley talking about um, what it was like to publicly uh, go through a divorce. I recently just went through a very public divorce. What really sucked about it wasn't the fact that me and someone that I loved realized that we don't love each other the way that we used to anymore, that's okay. I can accept that. I can't accept the villainizing and the, um, just all those stories that like, it's just amazing to me that the public kind of thinks that there's no gap of time that they didn't see that could possibly be what led to this. Like it's not one day you were happy on the carpet and the next day you were making out with your friend in Italy. Well, there was a lot of time in between that that you didn't see. Right. How old uh, is Miley? She's super young still, right? 27. Sometimes when Miley talks, no disrespect because I like yeah, her. Yeah. She's in her late oh, 20s, yeah. but she sounds like she's been smoking for yeah. 50 no, years. Miley sounds like she's got some city miles on her. 27. 27. Yeah, yeah 27. 27. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Miley a lot. I always have. So do I. Uh, Pretty Little Liars, apparently a reboot of Pretty Little Liars is coming from the creators of Riverdale. But that show's not that old. Pretty Little Liars? Yeah. Yeah, I think it went off the air in 2017. Yeah. Yeah, so they're looking to do a reboot. Now, at this time, it's unknown if creator uh, I, Marlene King, would be involved with the new series. The project has not been taken out to market yet, uh, but a natural destination would be HBO Max, they say, which is also owned by WBTV's parent company, Warner Media. And according to sources, the streaming service is looking to build out its young adult content. Uh, to that end, HBO Max is currently prepping a sequel to this teen series Gossip Girl. Mm. Uh, Pretty Little Liars, yeah, they ended in 2017. Seven seasons they did of Pretty Little Liars. Oh, yeah. So if that comes back, I know a lot of fans are uh, going to be pumped for that. Roz and Mocha Q&A. Hey, Sabrina, welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. How are you? I'm good. Morning, morning. How are you doing? We're good. So you recently had a, a root canal, huh? Yeah, fun times. Uh, how long? How long did that last? That was a solid two hours. Oh, geez. And are you awake during that whole time? Yes, because they refused to put me out. Normally, I pay extra for that service, but they don't do it at that dentist. Oh, really? Wow. So you asked yeah. for it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so what do you what do you do? Like, do you talk to people? What do you do during that? Can't talk to people. She's getting a root canal. Oh, true. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so stupid. I'm so tired today. Yeah. What do you do I, for two hours? I listen to the podcast. That's the only way I survived it. Oh, oh nice. nice. Like right. my dentist literally told me turn up the volume because he saw how tense I was getting. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So you have like your AirPods in or something like that, or are they playing it like in the office for you? No, no. I have my headphones in. I don't oh, have okay. AirPods. Okay. Okay. So you got your headphones on. All right. Hold on. Can I ask you a quick question? Sure. Root canal. Is that like where they go, like, I guess, between the gums and the teeth to clean the, like, what is it, to clean the roots or what happened? No, what, what happened was, I don't even know when it actually happened, but the nerve ended up dying in my tooth. So they have to, they have to drill in there and feel like the pressure of the drill and stuff like that. And you go inside and then they clean it out. And then I saw him take things every once in a while when I peeked. And uh, they just fill up the hole with stuff, and then they do a filling on top of it. Yeah, I had uh, I had I think two root canals like. 
10 or no, longer than that now, like 12, 13 years ago really, yeah. when I was living in Kitchener. Yeah, yeah, I had to get a couple of root canals. Worst days ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Root canals were like safe for no, people in you. their like old age. No, no. no Most young people, people that I know have root canals have them in their 30s. Yeah. Um, it's Most, people. People. Most people. Most people. So what's your, uh, what's your question for the podcast? Well, I got three fast ones. Uh, where would you like to travel to if you had to work remotely for a year? Just home. No, no, you had no. to travel. No, but are you saying that if I got to work from home, like where would I choose to work if I was able to? Yeah. No, home. Really? I would go I would go nuts anywhere else for that long. Really? I do, yeah, I do you know me? I don't like traveling and if I do travel one, I prefer to travel for work cuz I like to go somewhere and have a purpose, so that's uh-huh. why I'm sort of into this question. Uh, I don't like traveling really for pleasure and once I get anywhere, I have never been anywhere where I was not so incredibly bored and agitated and going out of my skin <laughs> that I wanted to come home after six days. Six days, six days anywhere is my absolute oh, wow. max. My that's, absolute max. Yeah, that's yeah. all right. <laughs> yeah, six days, six days is my max. Damn it, Maury, if uh, you could work remotely for a year, where would it be? Oh, hands down Manhattan, New York. Really, yeah. Or Portugal. Even with COVID? No, but I mean, like, I, I'm assuming Are we talking, Sabrina, are we this. talking about like pre-COVID or um, like COVID doesn't exist in the world? COVID doesn't exist. Oh, it does not exist. Okay. No. Does that change your answer, Ross? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Maury would no. go to New York. New York or Portugal. But I mean, yeah. the language But what are you going to do in New York, Maury? I'm going to work remotely. No, but um, okay, so, Maury, well, first of all, what kind of place do you think that you're going to be able to afford? I assume that they like whatever business they. No, put no, you you're up. doing no, no. Your work, you're doing your job on this show. You just get to do it remotely. Like they're like, we we need you in New York. No, 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 no. You know, they, no, they don't. Nobody needs you in New York. The choice is yours. Then why am I there? It's because you just made the you choice. Just said, no, but it Sabrina's says, question said, if you could work remotely for a year, where would it be? If you, you could work remotely, yeah, but you more you. The way I'm looking at this question is, it's like okay. The company you work for, they're like, we need you to go somewhere. No, we'll never say no, that. No, 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 no. Let me finish. No. Where would you dream we need you that to go? That is not even remotely be? what this question is. <laughs> it's not even remotely what the question uh, is. If you had the ability to work remotely, but you could work remotely anywhere, where would you work? But I love New York. Okay, but you're you're still doing this job, making this money. So what's your life going to be like in New York? Oh, I'd be like obviously in some sort of hostel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and is Matthew with you? I guess not. It you, does not say that in the question. Oh, no, wow. That's why I'm more big New York. More, more going to be doing the show like with phone cards. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> all right, guys. I'm ready for the show. I got yeah. 12 cards here yeah, all yeah. lined up. I'm in a, I'm in a hot spot. <laughs> Add another quarter. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, but yeah, you could not afford to live in New York more. I, I, I shouldn't say that. You probably could afford to live in New York. You'd have a very, very small place, probably a couple of roommates, but you would be in New York and that's part of the charm of living in New York. But I think that you would hate living in New York if you had a much reduced lifestyle than what you have oh, already my, in Toronto. My, I've, I've mapped this out in my head. Like, if I ever had the dream come true where I could live with roommates in New York, it would be with the piano player from the, the gay piano bar and we'd have nightly sing-alongs in the living room. Like, it would just be a game. It's not what it's like. You know that, right? <laughs> Again, Why don't you just have nightly sing-alongs with your husband? It's, it's, at not, home. it's not what it's like. Well, we don't have piano and neither of us know how to play the, the piano. No, you would... You would 
leave the house on Sunday and not come back until Sunday night because your roommates would be watching football all day. Why do I have straight roommates? No, even gay roommates. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Yeah, I'm telling you. <sighs> if I had to work remotely from somewhere for a full year and I got to do this show. Yeah, like where would you be comfortable? Where would you like to finish this show and walk out? And what would you like oh to see? Oh my God. So one of my favorite places in the entire world is a spot that my wife and I have visited a couple of times out in Cabo. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of like the main touristy area. But it's like a 15-minute drive to, like, the next town where you can get, like, groceries and there's shops and, and stuff like that. And it's right along the water. And it's high up on this mountain. And it's, like, totally secluded. And you just got a beautiful view of the ocean. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, mountains there. And just the weather is just absolutely beautiful. So if I had to wrap up the show every single day and walk out onto the deck and see all of that mm-hmm. right there, that'd be... Now, it does not say in the question, your wife has to be with you. No, it doesn't. He just made that choice, though, because it would be because it would actually be lovely to be with your partner in that sort of situation. Yeah, I What's that? What's that? Have, when's the last time you were at that place? I think that was like 2015. 2015. So, yeah. like, like, has the drug cartel stuff affected that place? Because I know Cabo was bad for a while, um, and then recently bad for a that, while. That I don't know if it has. I don't know about it. Yeah. I know the place still exists, still being run by the uh, same people. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because I know there was a run that went straight up through Cabo from the airport, and I don't know how far it went, but that run was, there, there was a, an article about it where it became one of the most dangerous runs in, in yeah? Mexico. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah, Cabo had a, had a real bad run for a while. All right, Sabrina, question number two is what? What is your bedtime beauty routine? Oh, okay. Beauty routine? Mm. Beauty routine? Beauty. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you, Roz is right now. She shuts his eyes, he sleeps. Yeah. And then he wakes up the next day and comes into the show. Yeah. What is my bedtime? Wait, before anybody else answers, do you have a a specific routine? Actually, back up. If you could work remotely for a year, where, where would it be, Sabrina? I'd go down to the island somewhere where I got like mountain views and I can still hear the ocean somewhere. Oh, beautiful. All right. Mm -hmm. So, what is your nighttime beauty routine? Oh, my God. So you start brushing your teeth, get them moisturized, use my chapstick, got eye cream, got pimple cream, and then I got my foot cream. Wow. <laughs> it's a whole process. Wow. Uh, same, how long, same how long girl, does same. that? <laughs> how long is your routine? It's about like 15 minutes, and then after that, in bed, don't move again. Oh, wow. Roz? Uh, I don't even brush my teeth before bed. At all? No, I brought because I brush my teeth twice, sometimes three times during the day, but never right before bed. Uh-huh. It'll be like after I get home from doing one show or after I have something to eat or whatever it is. Um, but no, my my bedtime beauty routine is I <laughs> I go down to bed and I fall asleep. And that's it. Yeah. And then Catherine sometimes comes to bed smelling like French fries because she'll put apple cider vinegar on her feet. <laughs> um, yeah. Which is. Did she wear socks? No, she, no, no. She does that? No. no. Oh, oh, wow. thing, right? just, no, nothing. So then the blankets smell like apple cider <laughs> yeah, vinegar? Listen, bro, what am I going to do? Hey, I love her. What am I going to do? Kick her out? No. You, you deal. Um, so, no. So even Catherine does. She washes her makeup off, but there's no. She doesn't apply anything. Yeah. She doesn't. Like, there's no real big bedtime beauty rituals. Like, Catherine, from the time she will, like, leave the couch. I just cruise right to the bedroom and go to bed and just get right into bed. She usually wanders in maybe within like four minutes after. Like her her whole thing is like, takes her like three, four minutes just to wash her makeup off and and, and put some stuff on her feet and then comes comes to bed. So there's not a lot of that going on in my, in my house. Now, when I was a little bit younger, I used to suffer from extreme bedhead. 
Okay. Okay. And like when I would go to school, because when you go to school, you'd like take a shower at night and stuff like that. Like nobody, when you're in like school, takes a shower before school. And so I used to sleep in a toque. What? Yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? I, yeah. I had a toque on my bedside table or hanging off my bed pole, like the, the, the post. Yeah. And before I went to bed, I would put a toque on. So in the morning I wouldn't have a crazy bed head. Because I had notoriously wild bed head. So in the winter, did you just wear the, like you get up, wear no, the no, toque, no. keep the toque on? No, no. When I, where I went to school, it was a sign of weakness to wear a toque to school. So nobody, <laughs> nobody, nobody wore toques so to only school. only to sleep? Yes, only to oh sleep. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I always did. Every night, every night I slept in a toque. Really? Every night I slept what in a toque. What did the ladies think of that? Nobody knew. Oh. I was in, like, I was in junior high. I <laughs> <laughs> like, have sleepovers with girls. Yeah, then. so like my mom? Like, 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 <laughs> friends' moms? Yeah, no, no. So yeah, but then, so I would sleep in a toque and then if it was the winter time, you would leave the house, your mom would make you put a hat on and your gloves on. And as soon as you got two houses away, both the hat and the gloves were back in your bag and you did not show up at school wearing a toque and gloves. Damn it, Maury, what is your nighttime beauty routine? Okay, I mean, outside of the obvious of brushing your teeth and rinsing with mouthwash, I often put on a rosehip night mask. Okay. okay that you leave on and it sort of absorbs into the skin. Yeah. So after I apply the rosehip mask, I spray myself with grape water. Okay. Okay. And then I put cream on the only backs of my hands so I don't get Madonna hands. Just okay. the backs of your hands. Just the backs of my hands, because that's where your age shows first, I read. Okay, yeah. Okay, and then I... Cream- also also the palms of the hands of someone Oh, I only... No, well, okay. I didn't read that part. Okay. Okay, and then I cream my right foot and put a sock on. Why just the right foot? Because that one's dry. The left one's fine. Oh. I don't know. Why, is the right, why do you have one dry foot? I have no idea. Oh. <laughs> and that's then weird. I go to bed. It sounds like you have an internal drainage problem. <laughs> Like there's, there's like there's something there's like yeah there's, there's like your palms aren't dry your left foot isn't dry yeah it's <laughs> like, weird something's wrong with the plumbing bro. yeah there's something going on down there like what well, you shouldn't have one dry foot I do yeah is yeah. it thicker than the other one like does it feel different oh it feels yeah totally different totally different like I have no more fingerprints on my feet <laughs> like, what do you mean? whatever the prints so are. so it's swollen. No, it's just like over time, I've like so much skin has come off that it's just kind of like a lump. <laughs> Wait a second, my yeah. heel is a my That's heel so is a lump. <laughs> we have one of those shavers at home, the electric one. It's like a grinder. It's like a pumice stone. Oh and, yeah, and and it's it looks like a like a face shaver, but the pumice stone spins in a circle. And when you stick it on the bottom of your feet and you grind your feet, first of all, it feels delicious. Yeah. It tickles so much. But then dry skin starts flying off your feet like snow. Ugh, gross. Right? Like snow Ugh. everywhere. And we collectively as a family fight over that thing. Really? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, we I love it. We love that thing. Ugh. It feels, it is one of the best feeling things. No way, man. I'm way too ticklish to use something like that. You would never do that, no. huh? Also, my heels yeah. are smooth. Yeah. Because I lotion my feet every day. It doesn't matter. This thing, it's not even It's not even about lotion. It's about life. It's about walking. It's about what shoes do to your feet. It's about a buildup. It's all that stuff. Yeah. And once you use this, you will never go back. You have one of those, Sabrina? No. No, oh. I don't. I just go to the beach or run around in the sand. <laughs> oh, that's very different. Well, that was... Yeah. <laughs> my, my bedtime routine is very, uh, our beauty routine is very basic. It's just brush my teeth. And depending on what kind of a day I had, like if it was like real sweaty because it was super humid outside, yeah. I may wash my face and moisturize and then that's it. That's Go to it. Bed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you ever have like insanely itchy feet and you have to put cortisone 10 on them? No. You have to put what? No. Cortisone 10. No. No. Oh. What's cortisone 10? Yeah, like insane itch cream. <laughs> 
Why are you so swollen, dry, and itchy? <laughs> Don't answer that. Like, it's like you're made of wood. <laughs> Sabrina, what is question number three? If you were a refrigerator, what item would you hate holding on to? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Roz, go ahead. Um, what item uh, would I, oh, I hate? Maybe up. onions because... Or, uh, so, okay, how about this? Maybe onions that have been cut already. Mm. You know, sometimes if you get like an extremely large onion, but you don't need all the onion, you'll chop it in half, use mm-hmm. what you need. And then the other half, maybe like for us at least, we'll put it in a Ziploc bag and put it in the fridge, right? Yes, but yes. sometimes the smell kind of leaks out from the bag and then your whole fridge smells like onions. So my answer would be a onion that's already been cut and put in a Ziploc bag. Mine would be a jar of olives or cilantro. Because you don't like either of those things. I'm, I'm allergic to olives and I just can't stand cilantro. I don't really think that you're allergic to olives. No. I think you just don't like olives. If you ever have time, I'll prove it to you. How? I'll just put an olive in my mouth and them instantly throw uh, up. We've asked you many times on the show, here, have an olive. And you're like, no, I'm allergic. I'm going to die. extremely afraid of throwing up. But you're yeah, so you just up. don't like You don't olives. like olives. No, but I instantly will throw. I could walk by the olive display at a grocery the store. Olive, the Olive Garden? No, I, thought, I thought he was going to say. Even just the word olive, yeah, I'm allergic even to. Even just the word olive. I can't even walk by the okay, Olive Garden. So you don't like olives, even with, would you even ever with go to the, the Olive Garden? Even with the coupon. <laughs> I would you ever go, go to the, to the olive, olive Garden? I, no, I've been to the Olive, but I can't have the salad because that's where the olives are. What about olive oil? Oh, I love olive oil. Oh. That tastes like olives, though. No, it does not. Yeah, it does. No, because, no. Why is it called olive oil, then? You know, I don't know. Yeah. Huh. You know what you know what it's made from, right? I assume olives, but it's not does not taste like olives. Well, so guess what? You're not allergic yeah. to olives. No, I'm allergic to olives in their whole form. No, you're not. <laughs> you just don't like them. You just don't like them. Then explain to me why when I walk by the display at the grocery store, I a dry heave. Because, because you, you don't know, like them. Because you know in your head. So my game is when I'm in the grocery store, as I know I'm approaching it, I go. <gasps> Holding my breath until like you're about I to catch COVID? It. Well, first of all, I know you can only hold your breath for about 15 seconds, so you better be walking fast <laughs> in the grocery store. Yeah, you just don't like olives. Your lungs are as dry as his feet. Ross, do you have a, oh, Ross, do you have an answer for this? If no. you were a refrigerator, no, I don't. I can't. no? Okay. No, I just say can't. ketchup. Just say ketchup. No, I can't. No, okay. I can't. I can't. No. Thanks for playing along. Thank, Thank you, Sabrina. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Take care. Maybe something like watermelon. You don't like watermelon? No, just because it's huge. Oh, it takes up too much heavy. room. It takes up too much room. That's, That's my true. problem with the fridge is I don't like large things. <laughs> I like things that can be maneuvered and manipulated within the space that a fridge gives you. Sure. A fridge isn't made to hold a watermelon, right? You would rather things that you could Tetris around. Yes. Gotcha. Like I like square things yeah. in the fridge. I that's that's for me, that's the way you, know that you are, can buy square watermelons. No, you can't. Yeah, you can. Like a, like a square watermelon. Yeah, you can buy square watermelons. Okay. Where? Where? They grow them square. They, I guess, grow them in boxes. <laughs> okay. Um, you think I'm going through this? I don't even like watermelon. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I love watermelon. Like, I don't so mind much. watermelon, yeah. but I'm not like a huge watermelon fan. Oh, I love watermelon. Do you like you other do? melons? No. Like no. cantaloupe? No. Oh, I love cantaloupe. No, I don't like any of that stuff. You know what? I love all of it. What's Actually, the green not? one? Honeydew. That's oh, the best honeydew one. Honeydew is so I'll never, good. I'll never go for it. We always have it in the house. Yeah? yeah you I'll, never have I always it? have it in the house. I will never reach into the fridge and grab it. I'll reach into the fridge and move it to get... <laughs> okay? Out of my way, Out Caleb. of my way to get something better that's behind it. <laughs> yeah. Right? I'm, I'm about to get this stick of butter. Yeah, full fat mayo, <laughs> butter, all that stuff. Right? But no, I will never reach into the fridge and eat any of the, the sliced watermelon or anything like that. Uh, Marissa... Never. 
has a question here that reads, how did you all come up with your pets' names? Interesting. So you have, how many cats are in the house Okay, now? so the cats that we have had, we have Pickles and Fig, and um, my whole thing was, and then upstairs, we my brother's cats were Beans and Weenie. Aww. And so, were all, or are um, uh, beans is still alive? Weenie died. Oh, um, and so all of our cats were named after foods, right? <laughs> so amazing. So pickles, fig, beans, and weenie, and then we got, uh, and then we got cocoa, and so that was another sort of you know food ish kind of thing. And then cocoa passed away, and then we had a big family meeting on what to name the new cat when we got him, which we thought was a her. And so we came up with Moo because that's a cute name. Yeah. And then we're like, oh my God, little Moo It's like such a girl's name because Roxy just kept coming up with names. And we were like, oh, it's such a boy name. It's such a boy name. And it turned into a real big fight in our family of what we're going to name the cat. And then we're <laughs> like, we're like, listen, you know, it's, it's got to, you know, we, it's, a, it's a girl cat and the, your names are like aggressively boy names, everything else. And she's like, okay, okay, fine. Uh, and then we brought the cat to the vet and they were like, yeah, no, this cat's not a girl. It's a boy. But at that point, we already called him Moo Moo. So now we have a cat named Moo Moo, who's a boy, which is clearly a girl cat name, by the way. I don't know why you guys are looking at me like I'm crazy. It's clearly a girl name. Uh, and that's, that was really that. That's the, the sort of story was, was all my cats were always named after foods because I think that that's cute. Damon Mori, where did uh, your dog Andy's name come from? Andy Monroe. Should you want us to guess? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was the easiest name we've ever come up with. Like it didn't. There was no family meeting or anything. I'm yeah. obsessed with Andy Warhol, and Matthew's obsessed with Marilyn Monroe. Is Mon- he wanted to add Carrie to the end of it? And I said, that's where I draw the line. Okay, so is is Monroe the dog's last name, or is Monroe the middle name? And it, what, if if not, what is the dog's last name? So for me, the dog's last name is Monroe. I say Andy Monroe, and that's how I registered him. I lied to Matthew and said I registered the full name. I did not. Oh, what was the full name? Andy Monroe Carey. Oh. After Mariah Carey. So Matthew thinks that Carey is on the paperwork? Yeah, and I I, I yeah, absolutely, and it's not, because I think, I said to him, I go, that's just too thirsty. Like, you're, you're, you really <laughs> want Mariah Carey okay. to know that you named the dog. You're telling right. him that that's too thirsty when you have a, an account strictly for your dog? That yeah. you then go and like troll for likes and comments. Yeah, that also was thirsty. Right. Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> so Andy Monroe is a last name, but like you didn't give the dog like one of your last names. No, 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 no. No, you didn't okay, have to cool. at all. Okay. No, just Andy Monroe. So, what would Matthew say if he were to ever find out that Carrie is not on the paperwork? Let me just tell you this right now. Yeah. Today is not. No, no, no. Today is not a good day to call Matthew. Oh. No, 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 no. Why? Because, oh. well, first, like, he has business going on, okay. right? No, I'm telling you right now is not a Oh, no, a good why? Day. What happened? No, tell, no. Us, tell us what happened. Are we, we, There's we, just we, a lot of we... work things going on right now. And oh, I... okay. Okay. <laughs> today... So it's not you, though. No, 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 not oh. me. It's just oh, okay. today's... Cool. So... No, no, today... Oh, not... God. Oh, God. Oh, what? God. Nothing. Jesus, why? No, no, no. I Your call him. cannot be completed. Oh, Somebody owes me new Maury, underwear. Maury's heart is racing right now. Maury, Maury hold on for a second here. If you did crap yourself right now, that's on you. You don't, you don't, you don't crap your own pants and go, somebody owes me new underwear. Like, that's a you problem. Um, I think we've told this story a couple times before on the show or and on the podcast, but... Uh, my wife and I are big fans of the show Sons of Anarchy um, when it was on, obviously. And um, one of the characters, his name's Tig. So that's where we got our 
dog's right. name from. What were some yeah. of the other options for Tig's name? Um, it was either Tig or it was going to be Charlie. Charlie? Oh, I like yeah. the name Charlie. Yeah, it was. Uh, the, it just came down to that. Because mm-hmm. of perks name. of being a wallflower. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. just because the name Charlie's cute. Yeah. Oh. Jasmina or Yasmina. I don't know if I said uh, either of those right or wrong. What has been your favorite giveaway since the Raza Mocha show started? <sighs> I would have to say, yeah, last year when we gave away the house. I think that's the only answer, really. Mm. Oh, actually, no. Ah, okay. There are two things that happened on the show that we gave away that were like pretty monumental. Mm-hmm. So the house last year, but also last year when we gave away 25,000 bucks. Mm. I know, but the house is a house. Yeah. You know, we used to do something on this show um, where we had we would bring in three people who didn't know each other and we had money to give away. It was like $1,000 or $10,000 or something like yeah. that. And they all had to go into a room, these three strangers, and go into a room and debate amongst each other on who was most deserving of the money. And we would record those conversations and play them on the radio. And it had to be unanimous, That's right? right. Yep. It had to be, yeah, it had to be a, majority, a majority vote. And so you would take these three strangers and stick them in the room and they would all plead their cases. My life is like this. My hardships are like this. My this whatever's happened like to this. Me. This happened to me. And the first couple times we did it, uh, every, you, the, you got the sense that the right person won, that the other people in there you know, conceded and they said, okay, you deserve the money. And when we asked them for their votes, they gave it to the right person. But then people started coming in and lying. Mm-hmm. And it became really, really ugly, really, really fast. Yeah, and you used because, to stick me in that room with them. Right, because when they were people, debating. people started trying to figure out that they could lie and they were very convincing and they would convince other people that they were they deserved the money more than they did, even though they really did not. And so we had a couple of those. And to me, that whole run, because I remember everybody was talking about that game that we played. Like every single person I talked to would listen to it and they were obsessed with it like it was a reality show on Netflix at the yeah. time. Like it was crazy. So I think- I, You know, I, think I totally as, forgot about that yeah, one. Yeah, I think as far as, well, we had a girl call, we had a girl come in who lied about being raped. Yeah. If you remember. And then it got out that she lied about being raped and that made news. It was in the Globe and Mail. It was in the Toronto Star. It was in everything else. Um, and it was a huge news story about this girl who went on, who went on our show who lied about uh, being raped in order to win $10,000. And for some reason, the heat came down on us, not on her. And so we then had to defend you know, our positions in the show to be like, we were lied to just like the audience was. Yeah. Um, so that was, as that whole run of those games that we did, I think were probably, my favorite $25,000 was was my number one when, yeah. we, did, when we did that one that was, with, that was a lot of fun that was, the, that was my favorite one that was a marathon day yeah. for us then I would say this where we were giving away the three people had to decide amongst themselves and then the house just because for me the actual we didn't have a game to play for the house yeah right there was you know, it was just this long process where we gave away keys. And then that one day, everybody came in and they tried their key in the door and somebody's key opened the door and uh, they got to win the house. But there wasn't really a game to it. Like, I like the games, I right? do remember the food that we ordered for the $25,000 secret was pretty awesome as well. I don't even remember that. Subs. Oh. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay. Uh, Kevin Rogers asks, if you were on a desert island and you could only bring three things, what items would they be? Well, cell phone, right? Like, he never gave parameters. Like, can I say Catherine Roxy and something else? Yeah, or then, three three things, like things. We're talking inanimate objects. Yeah, let's say that. Yeah. So obviously but clothing my question doesn't would count. Be, my question is, like, are you on that desert island and then the 
like, are you there to live forever, or is the goal to then survive long? As, let's just say get the goal, off the island. Let's just say the goal is to survive as long as you can, as okay. it as it would be in life. Okay, right? as it would be. In can life. I bring a lighter? Sure. And a multi tool. How many tools are on a multi tool? Multiple. <laughs> multi. <laughs> Duh. That's why it's called a multi tool. Like, what do you got on your multi tool? Okay, a screwdriver. Mm. A knife? Yeah. And what else would I need? Because I've got a blade and I've got something to make fire. What is something else? Fine. I'll just leave it as a, a dual tool. A dual tool. Okay, yeah. cool. Fair enough. Screwdriver uh, and a knife on there. Okay. Uh, Maury? Okay. Um, fully- oh, can I bring a satellite phone? No. I was going to oh. say fully charged cell phone. No, no. Because there's no surface. You're on a desert island in the middle of nowhere. Wi-Fi. Cell, cell phone's okay. not going to do anything for oh, you. Oh, can I bring a blanket? Yeah. Yeah, but one Done. would assume that you have clothing and stuff with you, right? Like, that's not no, no, one no, of just, the No, no, just what you have on your back. Oh, just what you have? Oh, really? Yeah, yes. You're Wait. not packing a full suitcase full of <laughs> And then, and then, and then, here's my three things. It's on vacation. I, yeah. yeah, one thing is a suitcase full of stuff. Yeah. I thought that it's assumed you have a package of clothing. No, the clothes on your back and three items. Okay, I am bringing a hibachi. Okay, right, so that if you catch a fish, you can cook it. Okay, okay. Um, what are you lighting the hibachi with? Well, it, it, it comes with a propane tank. So that's two things. That's okay. two things. Well, is it though? Because yeah. the, yes. when you buy the hibachi, the propane's with it in the box. Okay. But that propane's only going to last. That like, propane's going to last you four days. What? Yeah. Like a week? Well, how long am I there? You have to, the goal is to, to live as long as you can. And then die. No. The goal is to just live as long as you can. Okay. So hibachi. Yeah. Still? Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like a book, something to occupy yourself with. Okay. Okay. And binoculars. Wow. You would be dead in <laughs> a day. A day. <laughs> One hour. One hour. <laughs> Yeah. A book? Yeah. Yeah. You mean you would have time to sit there and read a book? When, uh, all like, you have is time. Yeah, but you're, oh, you should oh. be using that time to Tipsy survive. Taxi's tent. A tent. Wow. Okay, cool. Um, I'm bringing a canister with the thing on the top to purify water. That's the first thing I'm doing. Oh, good one. Okay, so I can drink. Yes. Uh, the second thing I'm doing is I'm bringing a long knife. So okay. at least 13 inches, one that I can chop things with, but I can also tie to the end of a stick and I can fish with it. I can do all of that stuff. The other thing I'm doing is bringing flint to start a fire. Fire. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant right? like your friend. No, to, to start a fire. I think that when those things- When have you things, ever heard him talk about <laughs> somebody he flint. knows? Hey, Flint. <laughs> yeah. Like, That's cool of you to bring him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Flint, I'm going to the desert island. Yeah. You, you want to join me? Yeah, I don't know, and I don't know what else you could possibly, like, I, in my head, I'm like, I, you know, a tent would be great, but am I willing to give up something to clean my water, a long knife, or a flint well, yeah. you can, for a you tent? Can, no. You can borrow my hibachi. No, we're on, you are alone on the island. You're alone on your island. What the hell is he going to do with your hibachi? Yeah. Well, cook what he catches with no, the fish. I'm gonna, no, I'm going to make my own fire. I'm going to have a big fire. Yeah, well, I'm going to have, you know, seasoned barbecue stuff with the lines on the meat. Yeah, okay, for a week. <laughs> and then you're dead. And cooking with what? Like, just dry-ass fish yeah, how are you, in what, the hibachi. What, you're what not are you, what, what are you going to cook? Fish that I catch. With what? A Your stick? Hands? No, you, I've seen, like, can't you grab like a stick and you go in the water and you jab it into the fish? 
okay, how, what are you going to do? How are you going to sharpen that stick? How are you getting that stick okay, off so a I tree? Okay, so I don't need the book anymore, so I'll bring it out. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. no, I have the book, so you can yeah. read about sharpening, <laughs> yeah. sharpening sticks. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring a book on how to survive <laughs> on, a desert, on a desert island. Well, at least you have your friend. Uh, yeah, at least me, it's me and Flint. Yeah. Uh, Fazila asks, what insignificant or petty things that other people do make you incredibly angry where most people would not think twice about it? Okay, so read that again. Give me an example. Maybe I need an example for this. Insignificant or petty thing that other people do that make you incredibly angry. Insignificant. Is there something that other people do that's just like not a big deal, but just bugs the hell out of you? Oh my God, so many things. I was going to say a lot of mine come from people who are driving on the road. Yeah. Right? A lot of it. It's like people who will not use their signal to lane change people who are aggressively driving uh, right up and like riding your tail mm-hmm. or will like zip around you and then just to get in front of you mm-hmm. people weaving in and out of traffic stuff like that i would say that the biggest thing that drives me more nuts than anything else and everybody does it is when you're at the gas station and you fill up but you also want to run in and get a coffee and so you just leave your car in front of the pump and they go in and they line up and they get a coffee. Yeah. And they come out like five minutes later. So you're supposed to move your car? Move your car. Move it. There are parking spaces. Move the car. Okay, It's fair. so rude. That is the, to me, that is like a crime. That it shouldn't be allowed. Like it should state that once you have filled up your car, whether you, even like if you, unless you're going in to pay, right? Yeah. But if you're going in to pay and stand in line at, for Tim Hortons or whatever it is, your car needs to be moved. You need to vacate that spot. David Mori? For me, uh, one is people who push the handicap button to open the door and they are able-bodied. You yes. do that all the time. No, but if there's other people around. You do, you, <laughs> Mori, first of all, first of all, you know when, you know when somebody does something and then, and then somebody else forgets that that other person did it and then this person tries to say that they did it? I have railed against this for years. Yeah. Because you're the one that does it. No, but I also railed I against it. No, you don't. No, I, I think that you don't have an answer. So you pick no, something that I have Roz is very no, passionate don't. about. Every, day, every time you would do that, when we would come in together, we'd walk through the tunnel and you'd hit the button and I'd be like, okay. ugh. I'm specifically talking about the door in my building now. No, but you do this though. All you're the time. one of them. You are one of okay. them. Uh, you know what I can't stand? One of them. And this is... Uh, has no like effect on my life. Yes. But when I go to Walmart, right? Right. And they have doors for entering and exiting. Because of COVID or just generally? In gen like general. Really, huh? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of grocery stores have that. And enter it, exit, yeah. It drives me nuts when I'm trying to walk in and I see people walking out right from the entrance yes. door. Yes. Right? But it's weird because the door is open. doesn't matter which side of the door you're standing on. They will automatically open anyway. Right. So it's totally fine, but it drives me nuts when I'm trying to walk into Walmart and people are using that entrance to walk out. Right. What about the people who are walking along the sidewalk but texting or looking down at their phone and walking super slow and you can't get around them? True. Also, being a passenger in a car where the driver tailgates. 
all worst. I hate that. What about the people when you are going to the ground floor of a in an elevator yeah. and people don't let you get off and they're already trying to come in as you're exiting? You do that too. Yeah. I, I don't want to do. point it yes, out. Yes, you do. I don't want to point it out, but Maury does that all the time and all the texting the and walking with your head down on the and ground the texting looking and at the phone. These Man. are all the things you do. God. And I would say I would say a few of those. You're actually very good at them. Okay, but I'm not going to tell you my fourth one. Which is what? Cracking your knuckles. You do that too. See? More you are. I cannot I can't tell you the amount of times that you have been like on your phone in front of an elevator while the door opened. <laughs> yeah. And people couldn't get out. Like you combine uh, all of all of these. Hit us up on uh <laughs> hit us up on Instagram at kiss925 when you see our posts that read Ask Roz and Mocha. That is where we get all of your questions from. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.